Blog Talk Radio.
Tonight we're going to deal. We're just going to deal. We're going to ask some very hard questions. And I know y'all think, some of y'all tuning in because you think it's going to be about bashing white people. I got news for you. On Five Smooth Stones, we don't do that. We just talk about truth. And if it bashes, whoever just bashes, I can tell you this right now, that a lot of so-called African-Americans will not escape this innocently. White supremacy is a philosophy. It's not a people. This philosophy was created by Satan himself. Oh, how do you know? We'll get into that. This is not something that any man or men could have constructed. Mankind do not have the intelligence to pull out something so powerful, so deeply entrenched in our psyche, so controlling. It has to be evil spirits. And the philosophy pits one group over another group. And believe me, folks, tonight when we get done talking about this, you will see very clearly that African Americans, Hispanics, and everybody that make up America is just as guilty. I mean just as guilty as so-called those white supremacists wearing the hoods or not. Folks, it's all of us. What happened in Charlottesville is all of us. We created that. Every single time, I know some of you are saying, not me, not me, brother, you don't know me. But every time you say the term white, <laughs> have you ever said the term white? Have you ever said the term black? Have you ever said the term racism? I know you have. Everybody has. Well, those phrases, white, the white man, white people, white folks, blacks, black people, black folks, race, when you refer to a race based upon color, every single time, every single comment, every single joke, every single thought, every single feeling, is based out of an illusion. So when you open your mouth, you paid homage to a false image, a false god, if you will, a false ideology, and that make you, my friend, a white supremacist, or part of the white supremacist that's a, a lower blow or a softer blow to you. You, my friend, are who we talking about tonight. You're the white supremacist. America is the white supremacist. Now, if you're one of those people that refuse to say the word black, you refuse to say the word white because you recognize that it was created by Satan given to man, white men that per- promoted this and, 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 and got millions in the new world called America to buy into this class of white and black around 1861 when the law, when it became law, this new class of people. If you refuse to say those terms like race, you don't even say it. Race based upon color, you refuse to even say it. If that's you, you're exempt from tonight's show. You have not gave this enemy, this beast, this demon, this giant strength. But who can say that on this line tonight? Who can say they they no longer say the word black, white? They no longer refer to racism. You have to put words like so-called before black every single time you say it to bring question to it. But I guarantee you, listener, you don't do that. 
And for that reason, you have helped build and help support and help promote and help create this image, this false image that it has wreaked havoc on our planet that has caused pain and bloodshed. When we get through the night, if the Father have his way and, and give this to me like he's given it to me over the years, I guarantee you, you will understand why millions of whites ascribe to this thing called the alt-right. If I put it out there with the help of my guests that come on on the callers, whoever's going to join us, I've invited people. We'll just see if they show up. If we all show up and contribute to the things that I know these people have, I guarantee you, you're going to see. They're, they're not as the biggest devils as you think. They're not as crazy as some of the marches on both sides were saying about each other. No. These are intelligent human beings with intelligent feelings sitting down looking at their lives and looking at their society, and they've come up with these philosophies. While they are flawed, brilliant human beings, God made us brilliant. When we act, there's a reason we do stupid stuff. I will admit some of the things that happened over this weekend were stupid. Stupid. Are, 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 that's on the surface. But if you look at why people are marching, why people are fighting, oftentimes it's brilliance. Let me give you a classic example. We're going to back up, take a little break, and we're going to slow this down. This is, this is just one little thing we're going to get into tonight. Just watch this. Watch this, people. It is very true, brothers and sisters, family, the human family, that when whites and blacks mix, white disappear. That's a fact. That's biology. Nobody is going to argue that when, with the degree of melanin that a lot of so-called African-American people poses, I have, when they mix with whites, which is who have recessive traits on my skin right now, the baby is no longer white. So all the different features that our brothers and sisters of so-called white have is in jeopardy through mixing, through race mixing. If you want your people, you think it's your people anyway, based upon color, which is a false, no such thing as groupings based upon skin color according to the Bible. We can create whatever we want to as mankind, but we got to know this is not the way the Father has it. If you want blonde hair and blue-eyed people and redhead and all these various people that Europe seem to be with us, where most of them are at, but they're everywhere. There's melanin. We are producing these colors. But for some reason, it's been lied to us that, that the home is Europe, which is a lie. The home is wherever there's melanated people. Can we produce red hair, blonde hair? All of the features you find in Europe is, can be found anywhere there's melanated people. But if you want to salvage those that look, save that look, those millions of people, that particular look, and melanated people are mixing with them and, and, and threatening your very survival, as you think, then you should have been in Charlottesville marching. And you should have been out there calling them niggers. And you should have been out there doing everything you can to keep your people alive. This is how the alt-right think. They feel like they have the right to exist. I've done a lot of research on this, and uh, folks, I'm telling you, it's not as simple 
is this show is not going to go like a lot of y'all think. I'm letting you know that right now. It's not about hate. You're going to hear a lot of love tonight. I may be called names tonight like I have been lately. You know, uh, uh, you know, Uncle Tom or whatever. Some of y'all think I love wiping more than I do. Out and, 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 and there's no show on Five Smooth on Blog Talk that deals with racism and it's attacking racism like I do. So there's no way in the world I'm I'm I'm, I'm Uncle Tom or I hate white people or I, folks. I love people, and you better too. If you live on this planet, and you want to one day live and see your Maker in peace. You have better be loving your neighbor, and I do. I make no qualms about it. I don't apologize for it. I love white people. I love black people. And while I I am not blind and see all the things happening in our world done by the so-called white man, so-called, I must say that Satan is behind it all. I will not give him the credit, the respect, the homage of having done all of that without being influenced by either ignorance, deception, lies. I just will not do it. White people is nothing more than black people. We're just vessels used by either God or Satan. And where God or Satan is not involved, there's ignorance and just, just misunderstanding. So tonight, tonight, what's happening? We're talking about Charlottesville, the murders, the horrors of, of what that scene, and the, the psyche, more importantly, the psyche behind it. Tonight, I really want to focus on the psyche. And like I said, when we get done tonight, I guarantee you, if you listen to this show, you are a human being living in America, you will find out that you too are part of that. And part of that is your blame. America is at blame. White people are raised around black people. Black people are raised around so-called, and there I go. And for tonight, I'm going to say white and black people, so y'all know who I'm talking about. I, I, you know, but I honestly don't believe in in in, in a race based upon color. It's just, you know, I guess we can say Caucasian. But when you say Caucasian, you're doing the same thing. You're lumping them based on skin color. So who are these people? We probably should just say Gentiles. But if I say Gentiles, y'all don't know who I'm talking about. So tonight I'll say white. But just know there's no such thing based as a white or black. No such thing as race based upon color. That's our problem tonight. So also we'll be dealing with the Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. What does Charlotte feel? <laughs> white supremacists, the alt-right, all have in common. We'll be talking about Colin Kaepernick, his stand, his stance against a very wicked system. Colin Kaepernick has been, <laughs> if you don't know who that name is by now, you're living under a rock. This is an NFL player that is just moved by the pain and the, the murders of innocent I'm not going to say innocent, but uh, nobody deserves to be shot by the police. And he has spoken out by simply kneeling down. Uh, Rosa Park, of, of a modern-day Rosa Park of our day. I'm so proud of Colin Kaepernick. I don't know what to do. We're going to talk about him and his stance. What are you doing to combat racism? I'm sure you're doing some. I would like to know tonight. Hopefully you're calling and let me know what you're doing to combat racism. Because it's everywhere. And I'm going to, uh, with the help of the Father and guests tonight, I'm telling y'all, we're going to show y'all that it's not white, just white people. It's a philosophy. It's a philosophy. You cannot have a white supremacy unless somebody believes they're inferior. 
it's like a it's like a coin. And again, I'm gonna take a quick little break and we're gonna slow this down. But I just just to let y'all know what's coming your way. That's all Brother Seth is doing right now. Folks, listen, just just think of a coin. On one coin is white supremacy. Somebody saying I'm superior. Well, that don't fly. You can't build an empire, you can't build a world like these people have done around that lie unless somebody on the other side of the coin says, I'm inferior. I'm not as good as my history is not as bright as. You have to buy into the lie, and then that's what gives you strength and cause to become a world power. I told you, tonight, it's not about bashing white people. Tonight, it's not about bashing white people. Tonight, we want to talk about the true evils behind the philosophy of white supremacy. What is the alt-right? The alt-right. <laughs> Tonight, we're talking about America. We're talking about this land of the so-called free home. Are, are we really free? They say land of the free home of the brave, but are we really free? How can you be free and you secretly, black people, house the philosophy of white supremacy? You thought I was going to say it to white people. No, I'm talking to black people right now. We can have a show. And we talk about nothing but white supremacy in black people and talk between now and next week. Everything you see white people doing to black people, we're doing it to each other based upon white supremacy. We just don't say white power, white power. Chicago is a classic example. How is it that the, those black lives don't matter to each other? <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. I agree with Black Lives Matter 100%. Keep it going. Keep going strong, y'all. But we also got to look at this. How come Black Lives Matter don't, Black Lives don't matter to black people? Uh-huh. It ain't about just bashing the police. It's not just bashing the police. I think they're out of control and they're evil and wicked and God's going to have to judge them. And I'm very upset with the police community for just not valuing us. But, again, they're acting on their belief system. Their belief system is birthed. Some of this is straight from the church. Uh huh. Pastors not going to get away tonight. Labor not going to get away tonight. Organizations not going to get away tonight. Your government not going to get away tonight because all of us are guilty of building this big giant, supporting this big, this, this, oh my goodness, this God is nothing more than a religion. White supremacy is nothing more than a religion practiced here in America. Folks, we'll be back. We'll be back. Take a little short break, but that's what's coming your way. And a little bit more, we got some other things, and I'll get into that later. But let's take a little short break, a lot more people to come. We already got uh, people on the phone lines in the chat room, but we want to get even more. So uh, I'm going to just take a little bit of time. This is called Triply. I'm Good by Lecrae. Uh, tri- excuse me. Uh, bear with me here. This is by Lecrae, and it's called I'm Good. And folks, we'll be right back. Yes, sir. You know I'm good, right? Let's go, bitch. Troubles coming for me, death is at my doorway Fear says I'm a parish bro, but that ain't what my lord say He said I ain't guilty, though I still ain't had my court date Taste it and I've seen them even though it's just a four day I don't know what they feeling, I don't know what they thinking Bro, my soul's invincible like Mario when he blanket Hey, hey, they see me full of joy like I don't 
know what he's drinking. Cup is full of living water, bro. I sip in and thank him. Yes, up. Might not win a Grammy or get another Stella. But I'll get rewards from my Lord. It ain't nothing better. I might not draw it again. I might not spend a million. But I've been purchased by my king. He's forever with me. So, so what they talking back? No, they can't knock me down. Yes, sir, I do feel pain. But Jesus got me now. That's why I'm making noise. That's why I'm running hard. That's why I go gorilla. Spitting the monkey ball. Partner, you know I'm good to go. Pressure creates diamonds and fire and fire to go. Ain't nothing on this planet to satisfy my soul. I'm living for tomorrow. Today is out of control. For sure. I'm good. Take out my money. I'm good. Here comes the pain. I'm good. Yeah, they can kill me. I'm good. Just got a game. I'm good. I ain't saying that we don't feel any pain. I'm just saying you can't take us out the game. Cause only we do. I been through the fire. I survived all the blood. And them riders that's with me. They all covered in blood. Drag my name through the mud. They can hate, they can gossip. But my passion for Jesus, they ain't never gonna stop it. I was dead. I guess that made me better than I ever was. Look at me, I'm good. Finally, I'm on my forever buzz. If everything I have is taken, I can take it. They say I never make it. I know the person who made it. My life is hidden in them. So when I die, I came. And Jesus really be walking with me. So how I'm lame? My life full of pain, problems and such But I'm focused on forever and eternity's touch While the world try to fight me, Pharisees try to stole me I am Tebow in the fourth quarter, they can't hold me Yeah, the Lord is my coach, got me off in the zone Tell my mama that I'm good when he carry me home I'm good, I you know I'm good to go Pressure creates diamonds and fire and fire to go Ain't nothing on this planet to satisfy my soul I'm living for tomorrow
And when the storm comes on sand, and when the storm comes, folk, what happened is that house with the proper amount of rain and lightning and thunder that life brings will not stand. So tonight, we're going to slow it down and talk about the elephant in the room of this nation, so to speak. And that is this lie that has caused more pain than any belief system probably in America. And that's how you know it's from Satan. Something so perfect for destruction as white supremacy. A lot of white people secretly may hold their head up, take a lot of pride in, uh, feel great to be a part of this thing called white. But it's an invention. Has nothing to do with the Bible. No such thing as white. It's nowhere in the Bible. As a matter of fact, anytime white skin appears in the Bible that I look at, in the Bible you have on your coffee table there, it's associated with the curse. The times it come up, and I talk about this on this show, on this network, Five Smooth Stones, I've done over, I know, 25 shows talking about white skin in the Bible. When it comes up in the Bible, the book of the holy men, they gave religion to the world. When white skin come up, folks, it's in a negative light. There were no white nation in the Bible. And again, the show is about love and respect for all people. God is my witness. I mean, I promise you, everything I say, everything out of my mouth, and hopefully the guests that will join us or the callers will be the same. We are not promoting hate tonight for no group of people. But I'm letting y'all know, our, our, everyone know, because every time I address them, I cannot say I'm addressing to white people. Anything said over this show tonight is to all people, and I do mean that in every fiber of my being, because white people are not the only one practicing white supremacy. They, if they practice it alone and nobody else did, it wouldn't exist. If, if a white man come up to you and say, you know, my history is superior, and you say, no, sir, uh, I beg to differ. Uh, that first of all, my, uh, 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 you start talking about your history, and you start talking about the accomplishments your people did. How could the whites rule over you for hundreds of years? How could you buy into this to the degree that you begin to hate yourself? How could your people begin to buy into the system that they are preaching to where they self-destruct and destroy each other and, and make make fun and, and mock their own facial features and all that? You have to buy into what they're selling for that to be a uh, to exist. And we have did it. Hook, line, and sinker. I mean, we are all guilty of being a white supremacist. Brother Seth is going to show that beyond a shadow that it may not make you feel good, but let me tell you why I'm going down this road. Because because I was shown by the Creator some time back that I, I, at the time I was a minister, you know, still am, but I mean when I was first called, and I was just out there winning souls and doing the things you're supposed to do as a young uh, Christian on fire for the, for the Lord, so to speak, is what they used to say, how they used to word it. And that was me back in the day, 
And I was even praying for sick people, and a lot of times they would get healed. If I'm lying, I'm flying. I have to tell you the truth, y'all want to tell you the truth. Yes, people was getting ill, and God, the Most High, was using me with various gifts of the Spirit. So anybody don't believe in that, it's a whole nother talk. But I'm telling you, I was really about my father's business. I wasn't perfect. But I mean, I saw God's power, the Most High's power in my life. Now watch this, people. The Father, I knew it was Him. These series of questions began to come through my mind. And again, tonight we're talking about the Charlottesville's horror, white supremacy, the all right, Colin Kaepernick. This is what we're talking about. Folks, listen. The Father began to show me I was a white supremacist when questions in my mind started popping up like, what's a good education? And I responded to Harvest, to Yale, ignoring all of these beautiful black colleges that just have the, some of the same amount of knowledge. Sometimes in certain areas, they may be even better. And then this question came, what is beauty? And I remember answering this, these questions that come to my spirit, and I began to say, white features. And then some say, if you're dying, what doctors do you want working on you? And I remember thinking of nothing but white faces. And then something come up in my spirit and say, what's good preaching? What's good? Who knows what God is doing within the earth with the Most High? This is how I thought earlier. Who knows what the Most High is doing in the earth? And I remember thinking to myself, all types of white ministers. Now keep in mind, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a so-called African-American raised up in uh, around the thousands of, uh, 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 of so-called black ministers. Yet my response was nothing but white man. And the questions kept coming like this, and after a while, I never will forget this, folks. I remember it like yesterday. This came up in me. You are a white supremacist. And I began to research that and research what it means. And there's a book by, uh, it's called Change and Psychological Images. Change and Psychological Images by Naeem Akbar. Naeem Akbar. And that book was able to pinpoint and make it clearer even to what I was feeling, showing us how we have this thing inside of us as even so-called African Americans as white supremacy. We buy into it. When you talk about black being inferior, that is white supremacy. You don't have to say white is superior. You can just say blacks is inferior. You can say black neighbors is inferior. You can say black schools are inferior. You can say black churches are inferior. You just keep on putting down Africa and all the things that have to do with people of color, and you can have a self-hate. And that is birthed out of white supremacy. You don't have to throw your hands up in the air to say, white power, white power. And this is what's happening with millions and millions of so-called African Americans. You don't need whites around to practice white supremacy. We're all taught the same as little children, beautiful children, whites and blacks, so-called whites and blacks. Again, I'm going to use that phrase, but just know, again, I can't say it enough, know that there's no such thing as blacks or whites. No such thing. We can create it, and we did create it, and we as human beings, we created this, 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 uh, actually, let me say it right. Let me say it right. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to speed up and slow it down. Satan created it. And as he do very so often, evil spirits speak to through people, just like the Father does. And this philosophy was spewed out through white males, but there's no way in the world they could have come up with that on their own. They're just not that smart. 
I'm talking about the originators that put these lies out there originally. And around 1861, go back and read the history. Folks, I'm telling you, we have bought into a lie. We have been lied to about white supremacy. We have been lied to about black inferiority. Anyway, the father showed me years ago that I was a white supremacist. And folks, I hung around African Americans. I'm not married to a white woman, even even though I have no problems with that. You know, under certain circumstances, as long as it's love and, and, and both of them fear the most high, you know, obviously don't be unequally yoked, but I have no problem with interracial marriages. And I'm married to a black woman. I, I'm proud of black women. I, I, I don't I don't understand the, the whole, you know, I don't want to get off on that, but my point is the father showed me I was a white supremacist. The father showed me that the way I fought was destructive towards myself and anybody around listening. The Father showed me. The Father showed me, folks. <laughs> that that ideology was satanic. And it was not of him. And I believe he showed it to me because he knew I loved him and I wanted to do his will as I was trying to do best my best I could. And as you do the same thing, pursue the Father, the Most High, and try to live for him, you too will be shown the things that I was shown. I kind of, again, moving too fast here, this topic is just really on me. Y'all don't know, I did some research and I can't wait to get into it. There's so much on my uh, desk here to talk about and I'm jumping around and I'm forgetting some some basic household uh, duties out here I forgot to mention. But I want to welcome... Uh, my bloodline family, the uh, Douglas Kennedy family bloodline, on the show tonight. They have been very supportive of Five Smooth Stones, along with probably thousands of others all over the world, really, that has been listened since 2011. We well over 100 and I think 20,000 listens. So we got a lot of people listening to this sh- to these to these shows. So I want to welcome y'all. I don't take it for granted, family. Just know that, okay. And again, uh, to the Douglas Kennedy family also listening, want to remind y'all to c- continue to pray for the family. We've lost several people here lately, and uh, it's just been a lot of deaths in the last t- uh, 12 months. So let's continue to do that. So tonight, family bloodline, as well as friends and uh, Five Smooth Stone, tonight we're serious. We're serious. We're serious. We're serious. Y'all, we lost three human beings uh, in Charlottesville due to this to this this ideology, this philosophy. Uh, a lot of pain. A lot of people got hurt, not just physically, but there was a lot a lot of emotional scars birthed out of that pain in Charlottesville. Then those that was looking at the news, many looking at the news crying, feeling hurt and feeling a sense of uh, uh, just hopelessness, despair, uh, if, I, if, if you will, looking at what went down in Charlottesville. A lot of pain from what went down. And I began to do, I already, I'm very familiar, and I'm going to get back to, to, to me being a white supremacist, but but let me just say this, folks. There's, un- there's over 892 hate groups. There's over 892 hate groups. 
don't know what that means to you when I throw it out there like that. But if you can look at the map that has been, been provided on the Internet where they have these are hate groups that they know, it, it's very disturbing. This is not something small. This is not a few thousand people. This is millions of people ascribing, and this is white people. But I submit to you tonight, and if, the, if I do a good, a good job with the help of the Most High, you're going to be baffled by how much non-white people support and is 100% bona fide into white supremacy slash black inferiority. That's the name of the coin. It's not just white people. There's a lot of pain from uh, black, so-called black-on-black, from birth out of this low self-esteem. Where do we learn to not value each other? Where do we learn to make fun of our facial features and hating ourselves? Where did our men, by the millions, learn to mistreat our women based upon facial features? sending a lot of dark-skinned women into loneliness and pain, where did we learn the self-hate, the self-disrespect? Where did we learn it from? We learned it from listening, sometimes with no white people around, self-hate statements by ministers Moms, dads, uncles, aunts, organizations, society have all been preaching one secret thing. It ain't really a secret, but they're preaching. You're not valuable as whites. We're not valuable as whites. Who do you think you are, nigga? We have been promoting white supremacy. Where did it come from? Where did it come from? If it's not white supremacy... Those of you saying, oh, you tripping. White supremacy is white people being racist. No, 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 no. White people are not devils. They're taught it. I have a picture that I put out there on the show. And again, I'm going to get back to my testimonies being a white supremacy, a white supremacist. And I want to tell y'all, uh, I got something for y'all. If y'all, wow, I'm telling you, stay tuned. There's a lot coming at your family, boy, and friends. We got a lot to talk about tonight. I got so much good stuff coming your way. But where did we learn the hatred without no white people around? White people say they want to hang us, right? You say, oh, that's so horrible. Look how they're looking at us. They make fun of us as we swinging. And the song is written, Strange Fruit. Look at how many whites are killing blacks, so-called blacks. And look at how many people are dying in, like, the cities of Chicago. Look at the murder rate and tell me who's killing us the most. And what kind of things is being done? You say, well, they're just selling drugs. They're just business. They ain't like they're hating each other and calling each other niggas. They just, no. When these drug killings it's still based on low self-esteem. No, it's just business. It's just business. Well, whites do business, and they do business with bigger numbers. Where millions of dollars are involved when they cut each other's throat, there's millions of dollars involved. Well, sometimes they get killed over there. Yes, sometimes they do, but in most cases they don't. 
You mean to tell me two black people, two black so-called black men get into a beef over some corner and they take each other's life over maybe, I don't know, they may make three or four hundred dollars, maybe thousands of dollars. But still, you're going to kill each other over these mere thousands, a few thousands, and I know all of them out there making no thousands. They don't have value. Friendships have developed over some 10, 20 years. One day they break out over arguing something as simple as some shoes or some, or just something silly like that, and they take each other's life. Folks, I submit to you tonight here on Five Smooth Stones. Brother Seth, submit to you tonight that what I received when I was rebuked or arrested by the Spirit for being a white supremacist, I submit to you that it's the country. It stems from the education system. It's the way we're taught. It's what we block out from coming into America. We don't allow other history to be taught. We don't allow other glories of other nations to be taught here in America. It's about resurrecting and, and, and erecting white supremacy, white, so-called white countries. First of all, we, we invent this thing, and let me just go back to that real quick, and then I'm going to get back to, again, how I personally was shown to be a white supremacy. Folks, around 1861, when this land was first discovered and it was beginning to blossom, there was so-called whites here and so-called black people here. There was all types of people in the in this new country called America, mostly whites, but there was other people here. When I say whites, there were people from England that came here, and uh, there was some indigenous service brought here, okay? I'm telling you, y'all go check this out. And there was a big squabble with land. I'm not going to go into the history but just do a research on Bacon's Rebellion and what happened around the scramble for land. And, and then the Indian, so-called Indians was here, and there was a big squabble. Those in power was trying to rob like they always do. The rich always try to take from the poor. And this gentleman by the last name of Bacon wasn't having it, so he began a rebellion. And the gov- the powers that be was afraid of that the success of that rebellion. They said, we can't have this again. So they, at that point, created a new a new class. In other words, y'all can't have what we got, but we're going to create a new class, and you can be better than this, this class, talking to mostly the so-called whites there. And they created uh, this thing called white. Before that, they was just Spanish and Portugal. You know, uh, they was just Britain, the Britons, you know, uh, people from, it was regional-based, the people were. Okay, and I mean, they were really separate like that. I mean, the people from Spain didn't necessarily get along with the people from Portugal. I mean, they, was just, they just looked at themselves. They were from those countries. That's how they referred to it. And, and not only that, but Portugal, people from Portugal, some of them might have been dark-skinned. Some of them from Britain, might have, some of them might have been dark-skinned. I'm telling you, it was all based upon region, nation. You know, that's the way it was back in the day. And then some of them were from Africa, from, from Jamaica, though, though. I mean, uh, from the Caribbean. They were from all over in this new world. And so they created this this, this fake, phony, uh, new group called black. These are non-white people, which was fewer in numbers. And they 
created white for all of the people from Europe. And they made it into law around 1861 after Baker's Bay. And ever since then, we've been saying white and black and coming up with crazy philosophies like whites are better, whites are superior. Prior to that, that mess never existed nowhere. And uh, you got a lot of people like Jared Taylor and a bunch of other white supremacists all over the country recruiting a lot of young people. And that's where these 892 hate groups come from. These people are working hard. It's very serious, folks. And uh, I want to, after I finish talking about how the father showed me I was a white supremacist, it's going to be powerful. Y'all got to check this out. I want to talk about some of the belief systems of these groups. And when you hear these belief systems, some of y'all, if you be very honest with yourself, might tear up because you believe the same thing. I'm talking about so-called African-American. You believe the same thing. We just practice the difference. There is nothing those groups out there are saying that we don't believe in some ways. A lot of us don't believe in race mixing. A lot of us see, I'm telling you, it's deep. Farrakhan is one is, is just one out of millions who represent an organization that don't believe in race mixing. There ain't no Bible basis for that. God told Israel not to mix because of religion. It was because those people was not uh, didn't fear him. It didn't have to do with no skin color. <laughs> anyway, Bacon's Rebellion is serious history. Folks, do your research. And we as believers, because I can't force any other group of people listening to me to do anything because I don't have any standards that I'm familiar with. But I'm familiar with so-called Christians and so-called believers uh, so-called saints, and I know that we have a book that we're supposed to live by, and so I can hold them accountable. The rest of you, you just got to live by your conscience and whatever the most I give you, because I cannot really um, say anything to you um, other than just think about what I'm saying and, 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 and go with your conscience and, and, and be prayerful and, and, and just hope the most high leading got you. But anyway, folks, so let's talk about what Back when the father was revealing to me that I was a white supremacist, and we're going to fast forward again. We're going to talk about some of the belief system of some of these other groups and and what there is, oh, and the belief system of some of so-called African-American groups, some of the old teachings from the scriptures, and how so-called African-Americans look at themselves without white people around. And you will see that those groups are the same. Y'all don't believe me, do you? I'm going to say it again. After I share how I was for sure shown to be a white supremacist, and I begin to read books like Naeem Akbar's Change in Psychological Images, that's Naeem Akbar, I am going to talk about, we're going to talk about, and, and again, I got some guests that uh, uh, that I invited, and they may just be calling us listeners, but then that's okay too. Folks, I'm going to talk about how African Americans have subscribed to some of the same beliefs that those white supremacist groups ascribe to, including the alt-right. This is deep. So anyway, the father began to show me all of these things. These these questions came up. I talked about how the different things that came up in my spirit, and I was responding like that of a of a white person. Questions like, "What is beauty? What is a good education, Seth? Uh, what is uh, 
if you're dying, who would you want working on you? And all these questions were just coming up in my spirit. I know it was the most high. And as I responded, it's like somebody took those answers and it's almost like put them on a board or something. And I saw all of my answers at the same time. And I was going, whoa, ooh, that's like how white people sound. And that's when the journey started. Another time I was praying about this very topic, white supremacy slash black inferiority. This is what we call racism. Again, white supremacy is one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is black inferiority. We call that coin racism. I was chewing, meditating, praying about this, and, and this happened. And folks, guarantee you'll never forget this, what I'm about to share with you. But your brother, Seth, was one time praying about this. And I remember seeing an image in front of me. Uh, it's a dark image. And uh, I was just sitting down. Don't ask me why I wanted to move this image, but for some reason, I couldn't see around it, and I went to move this image, you know, like as if a tree or something's in front of you, and you just want to get out of the way. So I wanted to move this image out of the way. And so I remember I couldn't see around the left or the right side of the image, and I went to move it. When I went to move the image, it would move. So, you know, I put more pressure into it, and it still didn't move. This going to bless y'all. Check this out. Oh, it may. I don't want to be controlling here. But I tell you, bless me. And it's blessed hundreds, if not thousands of people I've shared this with throughout the years. So, folks, listen. I began to lay into this thing and try to move it, and it wouldn't move. So I gave up on trying to move it myself, and I just wanted to see what was this image. What was this image? Don't ask me. Why would you trying to see? I mean, who wouldn't want to see something that they can't move? I just wanted to see what it is. What is this that's, that I, that I can't, that's blocking my view? I can't see nothing. And I remember backing up to see what is this. I backed up more, and I backed up more and more and more, and I still couldn't see it. I began to back up a little faster. I still couldn't see the top. The I wanted to see the, the whole thing, and I couldn't see. I kept backing up and backing up and backing up. And I remember just walking like a football field, you know, about 100 yards. Still couldn't see it. Still couldn't. So finally, instead of keep, keep walking, I had someone to just to take me, you know. And, and I began to, as they would drive away from the image, I would look at it up at it and look up at it and look up at it and look up at it. Actually, I don't remember if I drove myself or someone else drove me, but I remember being in the vehicle, driving away from the image, looking back, looking back, looking back, and I could not see the top of this image. Folks, listen to me. This thing was huge, and I kept driving and driving and driving and driving. I ended up driving outside of the city. I could not see the top of this image, this structure, whatever it was. I ended up having to drive outside of the county before I saw the top, the face. It was a it was a being. It was a it was a it, it existed. Can't say it was a being, but it was it existed. And I remember seeing the face of this whatever it was and I remember it looking at me as though who are you to even notice me? And it was just a look. It didn't say anything. It just looked at me. And I remember feeling overwhelming fear. Keep in mind, I'm just in a room by myself, just praying and kind of 
thinking these things out. This is when the, the Father normally drops something on all of us. We just spend this kind of time. And I remember that fear. Oh, my goodness. It's so real. And it was looking at me like, for even noticing it, and I just, I just pretend I didn't see it no more, and then it, 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 it all went away. The whole, you call it, I call it a day vision, where you're just sitting up praying, you're not asleep. And so, make the long story short, the father, after I saw that, it had to have been the father. I remember hearing this. This is the giant of white supremacy, unchallenged, unmatched. This, I'm going to repeat it, is the giant of white supremacy, unchallenged, unmatched. Folks, I have come to realize through much research that was just a drop in the bucket. I'm not trying to pay homage and and try to give uh, strength to something that don't exist and scare people. I don't need no, I'm not paid or anything. I don't have no motives just to present to you tonight America's true religion. America's true religion. White supremacy slash black inferiority. One coin sides, the religion of America. It is not Yeshua or Yahweh or Jesus. No. It is does not trust God. That's just something to fool people. Get us sleepy and drunk from that cliche where we let down our guards. Folks, we are already in a type of hell. Now, I know a lot of you believe in the Most High and you trust Him. That If you do that and continue to do that, you're going to be fine. No weapon formed against you for sure is not going to prosper. The Word is not, it will, it will not return void there. But, folks, you must understand while the Father is protecting you and no weapon formed against you is going to prosper, that don't mean that you're not in Vietnam. It just means that you got angels all around you, and the Father is working around you on your behalf, to willing to do of his, to willing to do of His good pleasure, as the Scriptures say, protecting you here, protecting you there. Yes, I will agree with you. Keep on believing, because that's really what's the solution tonight. Is the Most High have got to help us, or else we are in trouble. Folks, I wish I can tell you what I just told you is a lie made up out of my mind. Some I just, you know. It's, listen to these listen to these areas, and you'll see how serious this is. I'm going to name an area of our society, and I want you to think about the white supremacy slash, excuse me, white supremacy slash black inferiority. When I name an area, I'm going to name some areas like history, education. Think of who is at the bottom. Who, what nation of people is at the bottom, and who is at the top? I want you to see the white supremacy slash black inferiority in every one of these areas. I'm going to name them fast for time's sake, okay? So you have to really listen. Keep in mind later on, you can rewind this if you want this information to jot down. But i got to move fast, okay, because we've got a lot to cover tonight. 
again, I'm going to name areas of our life. Every this is what we do from 24 hours a day. We uh, we go in and out of these areas. In the area, the first one is history. I'm going to name 30. I call it the Expo 30. In the area of history, who writes it? Who interprets it? Who believes it? Whose history get throughout? Whose history is taught in America? If white supremacy slash black inferiority does not rule history, I don't know nothing. History. Who rewrites it? Got the whole earth knocking off noses and burning down libraries and just rewriting history. So much when we think of the Bible days, we got white images in our head when there was no white people nation in the Bible. Those were dark-skinned people. Much love and respect to all of humanity. The Bible was full of dark-skinned people. We talk about this in a series called Bible Leprosy, the Origin of Skin. And uh, I'm not going to get into that, but Bible leprosy has nothing to do with what y'all think. Simply Google five smooth stone and the term Bible leprosy. And I'll go into it, and then you, you're not going to find a show more dipped in love and respect for all people than that show. But I, I will kill the myth of white skin being in, 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 in the planet prior to baby Europe being born and what happened there which was a dark-skinned nation prior to the whites going there. But prior to your birth, there was thousands and thousands of years, 26 dynasties, I think, I'm sure, in Africa, and not to mention what India was doing and everybody else, but just in so-called Africa or Kemet, there was 26 dynasties before Europeans wrote their first book. That Bible was a book full of dark-skinned people. Not to glory, not to put no feather, because you got to remember, folks, we're the same people. White people and black people are the same, more than just less pigmented. Whites come from so-called white skin, come from so-called black skin, but that's not nothing to hold your head up because the soul of white people, their soul, the engine that runs that machine called skin, the engine, our soul and the car, the outside of the car is our skin. The engine, the soul of us, is very related. A lot of African history is really white people, soul. Uh, let me say another word. A lot of black history, this is deep. This is this right here blew me away when I got this revelation years ago. But I want y'all to show this. I bet you'll never be the same after you hear this comment. When you see so-called white people, their soul, they are related to the motherland. And some of the great things we see in Africa, they are more related to those people that did those great exploits than even some of us with dark skin because that's their relatives. They just, some of them eventually migrated to the hills of Africa, I mean, to the uh, hills of uh, Europe. In the Caucasus Mountains, albinos, yes, those were dark, they come from dark-skinned families, but by the millions, they went up north, having lost pigmentation, and dwelt in Europe for many years, and end up doing what people do when they are together with the same common description, or albinism, or white skin, they begin to mate, or mix, I should say mate, but mix, our people. Our people, Africans, African descendants, 
in the caves of Europe. They come from where else they gonna come from? This is the production of white skinned people. Dark skinned people produce white skin. Some of those feats in Africa, those albinos that went up to Europe that began to, to produce nothing but white skin after a while, no melon after a while, they're just white producing white. Those feats in Africa, some of them are more related than we are. Brother Seth can't hate whites because I don't even believe in it. Brother, hate, Brother Seth can't disrespect white folks tonight because he believes he is. I said this before, and I'm not going to get into this. Is, this is what I get into this kinds of talk within some called leprosy, and I'm not going to do it tonight. So simply Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio and the word, the, the, the phrase Bible leprosy, and you will see it's ludicrous that those people in that Bible could have been dark-skinned people. All right, back to Expo 30, Expo 30, education. Who is at the bottom of the education world, at the very bottom? And and how and why are they there? Do you see white supremacy slash black inferiority? I know you do. Religion. Who runs religion? I mean, really, who, who dictates whether it's legitimate or not, the Catholic Church? <laughs> religion. Civil and social, all type of social issues that are just saturated with white supremacy. Identity and self-esteem. Oh, my goodness. Who dictates? Who feels the lowest about themselves? Who suffer more in the area of self-esteem and identity? Health and medicine. Who's at the bottom? Who get taken care of the most? Isn't white supremacy slash black if you're strong there? Imagery. If you couldn't hear a word, if you couldn't hear a word, and you was just looking out at the world, and you go in and out of stores, and you know, just all over, and there was these images. What are the images saying? Who is at the bottom? According to the images, who's at the top? Who's superior and who's inferior? If you could hear nothing. Yes, I'm saying that death meets even themselves. Some of them, I believe, most of them, I believe, I'll be honest, are white supremacists. How can they not be? Images all by themselves, you can't even, if you couldn't hear anything, it's saying a lie. Because those that control it are white supremacists slash black inferiority. Stay with me. It's going to get clearer and clearer. Family dynamics. What families? Oh, my goodness. Do I need to get into this? Without no white people in your family, who hurt you the most? Where do you get most of your pain from with regards to white supremacy and black inferiority? Who told you more times that you was inferior in some way or the other? It could be a look. It could be denying you of this or that. Uh, where your pain come from? Your family. I know. Nutrition and food. Who get the best food? The best. Who? What schools have the best nutrition? With regards to food, who? Food and nutrition is going to be hand-in-hand with health and medicine, diabetes. Uh, why are we a diabetic? What's going, I mean, who's poisoned more? Who's, who, who is, who's a bad Samaritan here? Who, who's mistreated in the area of nutrition and food? Laws, bylaws, 
Oh, I don't have to say nothing on that one. Laws, bylaws. What laws are made to fit what group of people benefit what group of people? Oh, I don't need to, I can move on. Law enforcement. I ain't going to make no comment on law enforcement. I know y'all know about that one. Judicial. Don't have to say anything about that. Correction. Discipline. Rehab. That's the prison system. I don't have to say about that. Entertainment. Oh, I don't have to say nothing about that. That's Denzel. How hard it is for blacks to play leading roles? Why it's so hard to get producers to produce shows where, you know, it's changing a little bit, but it's still... All of entertainment, all forms, sports, Hollywood. Look at Colin Kaepernick, which we'll get into a little later on. But Colin is playing a big deal. This this boy is 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 gonna cost him look like his NFL career because he kneeled down to bring to bring attention to the pain and the suffering of families having lost ones shot by the police, police brutality. He kneels, take a knee. He takes a knee. It's just one so-called black man's just a simple little move. He wasn't trying to get no attention. He was just saying, I'm kneeling down because I ain't salute no flag. He didn't know all this was going to jump off. I respect him. Then he, that, and once he began to see the pressure from people from that, he, and this is all in the entertainment world, just one of these 30 areas, this is just one person. Not to mention Denzel is highly, highly, he, he speaks out highly against racism in, the, in Hollywood. But all forms of entertainment, not just Hollywood, anything that's entertaining you is full of white supremacy. And you don't always have to have white people around to get the oppression because blacks, non-white people, are some of the biggest white supremacy. White supremacy. We're going to get into that more in the nuts and bolts, and y'all going to see it, and I guarantee you're going to say, I've never heard a show that clearly exposes this giant. Remember the, remember the giant in the book of Daniel? With the clay feet, a big old giant. But yes, he had. He yet he had clay feet. You know what happens to a tall giant, hundreds of feet tall, just like the giant I saw. If it has clay feet, what happens when a good rain comes? And that's all we're trying to do tonight. Just put water on those feet. We're just trying to rain truth. So that giant can come falling down in all of our lives. If not tonight, as you chew on this in the years to come, you will see that what Brother Seth is talking about tonight is powerful. And, and surely, surely God, the Most High, had to have given that to him. I'm telling you, God delivered me from white spirits. We're going to get back to that. But I'm talking about Expo 30 right now. So in the area of law enforcement, judicial correction, discipline, we mentioned entertainment. Colin Kaepernick, I, I mean, we'll talk more about him later. Um, but here's another one, sexual, sexual behavior, uh, myths, stereotypes. I mean, oh my goodness, I don't even have to say nothing about that. White supremacy is so strong in sexuality. It, 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 I was blown away. There's something called race play, race play. Google that, where blacks are engaging with whites and having fantasies about being slaves all over again. They want the white males, in most cases it's white men, when black women, these black women are subscribed to some called race play. I mean, we've heard people joking around talking about white men fantasies and all that all our lives, but folks, this is thousands, thousands of people. I know, I researched it, I'm telling you what I know. Race play is a, a fetish that is thousands upon thousands of African-American women and African-American men fantasizing about being slaves. White supremacy slash black inferiority. I don't even have to say nothing else about that. 
Can you believe it? And it's not a few hundred, but it's been going on forever. All those slaves weren't raped. A lot of them bought into this lie of white supremacy, and they just... Anyway, public awareness, government and private sector, news, census, information, full of white supremacy slash black inferiority, military and defense. Oh, my goodness. How... Look at the military, the way it's ran. Who's the first ones to die? Who's, uh, you know, I know the military, they say it's one of the fairest places you can go where it's least the racism. I mean, I know when those bullets are flying, it gets rid of a whole lot of hate. But I'm saying the way it's structured is full of white supremacy slash black inferiority. inferiority. Uh, Foreign policy, how we treat non-white nations is so racist. And how we treat white nations is so racist. It's so it's saturated with white supremacy slash black inferiority. Foreign behavior, foreign behavior, foreign policy is what's written. Foreign behavior is what actually is implemented. Both of them are full of white supremacy. Science and technology, science and technology. I mean, this is one of the areas of quiet, but no, not in Brother Seth's book. Science and technology, what they're doing with the technology, who's giving credit for the technology. Some of the greatest scientists in the world, like that black man that created the fastest computer, is not giving credit. A lot of technology is is created by, have been created by blacks for many years. It goes untold. I mean, we just don't know nothing about it. It's one of the most racist areas of this 30, this Expo 30. And again, folks, we're still talking about Charlottesville. We're building up to it. Y'all see what I'm talking about. I have to lay this foundation so you can see that it's not these white people that marched and acted a fool. You're going to see that those white people, although someone was full of the, the, the Satan himself, for sure, I'm not, a, I'm not a, protecting them, but I'm saying they're not as foreign. Brother said wants to present tonight that what happened in Charlottesville is not as foreign as the media is trying to make it. And, and it's a seriously, a, a serious philosophy secret, secretly embedded into all of us. All of us have some form of white supremacy in us. And now that you've heard this show tonight and what will be presented in, in, uh, coming up here in a little bit, because I'm telling you we're going deeper and deeper. I'm not just teasing y'all. I'm serious. Y'all need to see what I got written here. We're going deeper and deeper and deeper into this. You're going to see that you, and I do mean you, listener, is contributing to white supremacy slash black inferiority every single day day of your life. I know. I know how I sound. I sound cuckoo. But remember, we went to the same school. A lot of our white, so-called white brothers and sisters, their parents are not saying things like nigga. They don't have uh, KKK hoods. Y'all go over to their house. Your children spend a night, and we spend a night over a white people's house, and some of your children are, and you know you don't hear none of that. But yet, when those kids grow up and those cops are shooting, those cops shooting people, some of them, where are those kids y'all spend a night with? We spend a night with. What's going on? What's going on? White supremacy slash black inferiority secretly taught through the training and the education of the United States. There's some things. They make sure we're not taught. There's some teachings, knowledge, 
that is not welcome in these schools and colleges that will make us all balance and we can see the contributions of so-called African Americans and other non-white people all over the world that would make even the glory of Europe look like child's play. Some of the things that they've done in India, just just talk about India by itself, will make all of the Rome and all these 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 people that we talk about. Yes, it was a powerful nation, a powerful army, but folks, those are Johnny come lately compared to the thousands of years of conquerors before that. They conquered in other areas. They didn't just beat up people like Rome did. You know, they conquered in technology. It's just ludicrous to think all of that Greco-Roman, all of the accomplishments of Europe is the highest contributions of mankind. Oh, we are sick people. We are uh, 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 evil, and I do mean that, folks. I wish I could say another word, but it's evil the way we think about our world through the lens of white supremacy slash black inferiority that's brought on by a lack of education. And the church is no exception. Let me finish this list up, and then I'm going to finish my testimony. I, I mentioned um, foreign policy, science, and technology, housing, a combination in zoning, transportation, oh. Environmental issues, agriculture, beauty and fashion, economics, labor, hiring, uh, uh, work conditions, pay, opportunities, etc. Economics, again, number 28, assessment, billings, debt. Uh, this is economics where it relates to billing and who's charged, who's charged more. Economics, where it relates to financial access, loans, grants, debt relief, subsidies. Economics, 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 uh, regard, where it relates to uh, financial wisdom and strategy. Just putting knowledge out there, making uh, people privy to certain things out there. I'm telling you, Expo 30 is, is crazy. I've done shows on it. If you want to Google uh, Blog Talk Radio, uh, Five Smooth Stones even, and just say Expo 30 you will be blown away by how much racism or white supremacy slash black inferiority rules in every one of those areas. So anyway, I think I've talked enough, enough about me. Again, I think y'all see what I'm saying. I don't think I kind of hit that, need to hit that uh, anymore. I uh, kind of want to talk a little bit about Cal and Kaepernick, and then we're going to go back to uh, – uh, and I let me just check. I haven't checked the phone lines to make sure we don't have any hands raised. Again, if y'all anybody want to comment, now would be an excellent time if you want to comment on what is going on. Um, be it the Charlottesville, the alt right, white supremacy, the eight hundred over eight hundred and ninety two hate groups. Oh my goodness, folks! I'm telling you, it sounds like it. It looks like it's about white people misbehaving. And some of them are just that white people just looking for a fight because you know that they not just miss you know just full of evil. Some people don't really have it. Some people like to fight just for the sake of fighting. They just have a spirit of you know spirits that drive to do that. But then there are some intelligent people. I want to give throw a name out there. A guy by the name of Jared Taylor. Jared Taylor. 
And I was going to play one of his clips, but I really don't have the time to do it tonight. But Jared Taylor is a white supremacist. A lot of white supremacists don't believe in no hoods. They don't believe in marching up and down the street like the ones in Charlottesville. They just work beside you, and they have these belief systems, and they go and establish churches, some of them. Yes, churches. Some of them have businesses, and they have this belief system as strong as those people did out on the street. And uh, they just use their money and clout to promote what they're about. They just don't hire blacks, so-called blacks. They just don't get involved in helping so-called blacks. And they are always about furthering what they call their people. And they are for sure 100% white supremacists. Now, I see myself leaning towards whites because tonight uh, we're going to try our best to keep this thing even. For everything I tell you whites are doing, I'm going to try to tell you all the same exact sickness that blacks are doing. And it may appear at times I'm coming hard down on our on, on so-called black people, but it's only because I want us to understand and not just throw stones one way. America is a racist environment, a racist, uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? It's a religion. Uh, white supremacy, I'm saying here, is a religion. It pretty much is. It's just like belief in Christ. and it's, it, 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 it is the weirdest thing. You can take a white supremacist. And teach them. Uh, Africa didn't didn't bring in do anything to to. I'm talking when I say a white person, I'm talking about a, a, a mind. You can take a person, any person, any white or black so-called black person, and teach them all their life that Africa didn't never contribute anything major. And Europe was a, uh, the cradle of civilization. Everything great come out of Europe, and black people are struggling because there's something wrong with them, and we're better and. And the reason they can't come together in the United States is because they're inferior. Well, on the surface, it might look like that. It may look like that. But there's other things you got to look at also that says the complete opposite of that. And while I'm on it, as far as why blacks can't come together, get themselves together, and how Africans can come over here and unite and, and, and do great things, and other ethnic people can come over and do great things, and so-called African Americans just stumbling over themselves all these years. While I'm at that, on that, let me say this to my brothers and sisters of the human family: if if it wasn't for the Africans that are coming over here and doing great exploits, whites could get by with that lie that there's something wrong with us because on the surface our houses are led by women on the surface just looking at things we are disproportionately imprisoned far more in prison and all those people are not innocent that's in prison they've done some things a lot of our neighborhoods aren't that good it is true that when certain kinds of blacks come into a neighborhood, it does go down. Now, if you take the same socio um, status for whites, economically speaking, and bring them into the same setting, they are just as nasty. It's not just about people on Section 8. Well, actually, it's about handouts as a rule and don't have to pay their way, white or black, have a tendency to disrespect things. But white supremacy, white supremacists are using that lie. 
But let's talk about some things we as so-called black people, the way it looks. And I want, I want, this is going to be, I'm telling y'all, this show, this show, this show, do not walk away. Keep listening. I'm going to say something. I got some, a lot of good nuggets, and here's one right here. Folks, if you just look at African Americans, just on the surface, we do look like something is wrong with us. You'd be lying if you say we didn't. How can you run a nation with women, houses led by women? I know the reason why, I believe. How can you run a nation with so many men locked up over a million? There ain't like 39 million of us. A million is locked up. We're talking about the strong men, thinking men, cream of some of the cream of our the cream of the crop type of men in the in the prime of their life, locked up, taken out of our out of our village, so to speak. We do look like something is wrong. But what a lot of you don't understand is the Bible says that there would be a people that will live out every one of the things we as a people live out. It says that there will be a people that will be put in slave ships. I'm not going to turn this into this a uh, Bible study, but I just want to go down this road really quickly. We're going to jump back on some other things. Folks, I submit to you that African Americans are living out the prophecy set forth in Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. That's to be upon the Jews or Israelites. We are living out every single one of those prophecies. Our pastors have taught us all oh, these things are going away. Christ has come. Yes, Christ has come. And those of us that live righteous, and remember I said this, I may not say it again, so remember I'm saying it now. If you live right and have faith in the Father and trust Him for your salvation, your righteousness, and claim the blessings in the Bible, you and your household will be blessed. Okay, I said it. But I'm talking about a nation of people. The way we look, we do look like something is wrong with us. And if you don't know about those prophecies in the Bible that's supposed to happen to Israel because of their forefathers' rebellion and not passing down their culture and the laws that the Father gave them, he said, uh, Book of Amos, again, I don't want to turn to the Bible study, but i got to go there at some point. Y'all know that. The Book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 2 says, Of all the nations of the earth... You have I known. Wait a minute. Did he know about all these? He knew about them, but that's not what that word known means. It means intimacy. Of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. Therefore, I will punish you for all of your transgressions. In other words, I put up the Red Sea for you. I gave you laws that other nations didn't have. I civilized you. You were far better than all the other nations because you're... Elohim, or your God, was Yahuwah, or Yahweh. I made you special. And all I've asked you to do is pass it down to your generations. And if you don't do that, these prophecies you will live out. Every one of those prophecies African Americans are living out. And because white America and other parts of the world, people of the world, don't know that, including African Americans themselves, because they don't know that, 
It does look like something is wrong with us. And this gives birth. Here we go. Here we go. Here's a nugget right here, y'all. This, you want to write this down. I'm telling y'all, I'm not playing with you. This, this is deep here. Watch this. Not knowing who you are. Like Miles Monroe said, if you don't know the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. You will abuse something you don't know what the purpose of it is. If you buy something you don't know what the purpose of it, you can break it. Because people don't know we're the Israelites, we're the Jews. They don't understand why our houses are led by women. That's a curse. I know believers that trust in the Bible and been taught all their life by cursing Christ. Again, I just said, if you trust in the Most High, you're living right, your house will be blessed. But we're talking about what's to be upon a nation. And like one brother saved Jefferson Edwards, y'all know Jefferson, some of y'all know him, the author of several books. But he says to me, oh, you know, Christ come away and we're not living it out there as a people. I say, well, Jefferson, if Christ came away and took away this, took away that, took away this, why? Are we living it? Why did the slaves just come for us? How can we be living out of a 300 prophecies, I count it, and yet it's passed away? So all of you Christians on the line, believers, that's just, you hear the word curse and you want to hang up, just hang up on me, think about this. If Christ did away with the curses that's supposed to be upon Israel, the prophecies, for, it's, it's, it's almost long like a, it's, if Christ done away with that, when the Bible says that this is going to be upon you forever, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, please write that down. If you don't remember nothing else I'll say tonight, this is one of the most important things I'm going to say right here. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, is what made me realize we Israel. Because it said, these blessings... All curses is going to be upon Israel forever. And it was in two, uh, 1991, laying across the bed, I saw, and I knew 1991 was included in that word forever. Again, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 says, And they, speaking of the blessing of the curses, shall be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, a sign and a wonder, and unto thy children, Forever. Then he started naming all of these blessings and curses, and nobody lived out the blessings of the nation. So it's easy to find us by looking for either the blessings or the curses that's supposed to be upon Israel forever. And I told Jefferson about that. I said, well, why are we living them out? He had no response. No pastor is going to be able to respond to you for that question right there. So, folks, what am I talking about? How does this have to do with Charlottesville? I'm trying to show you how these people are not stupid. They're looking at us as a people. They don't know that we're Jews. You don't know that we're Jews either. And you are mistreating us, black folks, so-called black folks, mistreating yourself, your brothers and sisters, looking down on us because you don't know why we're going through what we're going through. And then they looking at us feel the same way, and that begins our oppression. And then they, because, because the Father used them, he says, out of the out of the north, a wicked nation come out of the north. He that comes from the north, a whirlwind comes from the north. The Bible prophesies that many times, many times, remember whatever they went through in ancient times when you're reading that Bible, they're supposed to repeat forever. I don't care what old story you're reading in the Bible. 
it's going to repeat. Remember, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 says, These blessings are cursed will be upon you forever. All those, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Daniel, all of those prophets, is just, they're like the media. They're telling you what's upon Israel, how they're feeling, and how they're going to be delivered. What's on them, how they're feeling, and how they're going to be delivered. They just constantly give us a mirror of what, what Israel is going through. So whatever ancient stories you read in that Bible, they're repeating in 2017 or 2018, whatever the current year is, Israel, wherever they're at, the true Jews, are repeating, repeating the very things they did throughout the Bible. And that's how we know African Americans is one of the lost tribes of Israel. So to my white brothers and sisters listening tonight, on the alt-right, on the alt-right, into white supremacy, I want you to know that this, this brother on the phone line tonight understand what you're looking at. But you're ignorant of some things. You gotta understand these forty, thirty nine million black so called black people, the reason they're struggling is they are Israel, the people of the Bible. The people in Israel today is converts from Europe. They don't they have not went through one single thing in the Bible as a group of people. Challenge me, the phone line is 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 open. You can press one, come on. And uh, let me do this. I, I, I've been sitting up here looking away, and I happen to look at the phone line. There's a hand up. I apologize. Uh, I'm coming to you in, in less than a minute here. But, folks, again, if you have a question, press one of the phone lines and come on and just speak your mind. Uh, I, I really would like to know what's on your mind. I've invited some people, and they did let me know they have some some serious obligations. I don't, don't really expect them to come, but if they come, great. Uh, I got some friends that's really doing some things out here, and I'm telling you, they ain't sitting around twiddling their thumbs. So if they can make it fine, but they do other stuff similar. So we'll see if they can break away and join us tonight. Again, we're talking about Charlottesville, the alt right, and over 880, over 892 hate groups, folks. This is millions of people we're talking about. This big elephant cannot keep being uh, swept under the rug. Let's go to the phone lines. Eric code nine seven two eight four. What city are you calling from, and who, who am I speaking with? Is that nine seven two seven five five? Is that me? Uh, that's you. That's you. I can hear you loud and clear. What city are you calling from, and who am I speaking with? This is John Clark calling from Euless, Texas. All right, John Clark calling from Euless, Texas. What's going on? What's on your mind tonight, John? Good to hear from you. Not a problem. I just wanted to drop in um, and share a piece of information um, that I think is going to have a great, great impact on the overall understanding of tonight's discussion. Unfortunately, I cannot stay for the entire show. I wanted to just drop in. Um, I knew what the show was going to be about, and I just wanted to drop a couple of pieces of information as it pertains to what it is that we are currently looking at and what's coming down the pike, so to speak, for America. So um, I want to start out with saying that I looked at some of the videos that uh, were being broadcast from Charlottesville, North Carolina, um, a young lady who looks to be interviewing some of the white supremacist groups uh, or at least one of the heads individuals and they were discussing the reason why why they were there. They were coming off of the internet and creating an actual presence now and that they were going to continue to grow, so on and so forth, this, that, and the other. 
folks. Okay. I want to just simply state that this situation is going to continue to grow. Uh, we have a, a president in office who reluctantly condemned the actions of those persons, but then turned right back around and stated that both sides were basically at fault, even in spite of the fact that only one side took the life of another person who was peacefully protesting. He turned around and kind of laid the the onus on both sides. Um, this situation is going to continue to to escalate. I want to kind of warn persons in advance to to let you know that this these type of actions they seem to be spontaneous, but they are not spontaneous. They are carefully orchestrated actions. And you may think like, well, John, how could you possibly say they're orchestrated? There's masses of people and you can't orchestrate all those people. Folks, you do not need all people uh, to understand what's taking place. You only need a couple of people to know what's taking place. And I'll give you a very, very good example. In Baltimore, when the situation took place where the kids did not have a way home from school because they shut down the transit system and the kids began having to walk from the transit, the, the main transit system, and then they were uh, caught off guard by these persons from out of town who began to yell racial slurs and to incite them. Folks, the newspaper, the Baltimore Sun, they already knew that this was going to take place. They were already on hand to film all that was going to take place. What do you think is going to happen wow. when you get a bunch of kids in the inner city who are already in an oppressive situation, and they're walking, and now you have persons who began to antagonize them at 12, 14, 16 years old? Folks, that was an orchestrated an orchestrated event. It only takes one person to throw a rock from one side when you already have a powder keg. It only takes one person to throw a rock and one person to get hit and throw another rock, and that's when the powder keg explodes. I'll say this. If you want to know for certain that you can win a dog fight, all you ever have to do is own both dogs. I'll repeat, if you want to know for certain that you need and you will win a dog fight, all you ever have to do is own both dogs. Or what I'm saying is you operate from both sides. Colin, wow. Copper, Colin Copperneck, folks, understand something. I'm going, to, I'm going to throw this out here, and it's going to be up to you to look into it. Colin Copernick, a lot of person looks at this young man as, He's sacrificing his career for a very lofty consideration, that being the oppression of black people at the hands of a lot of white cops, so on and so forth. But I submit to you this. If you go and you look at the video, it's a commercial with Colin Kaepernick, Dr. Dre's Beats. You can look it up on YouTube. Just put in Colin Kaepernick beats. You will see the video where it looks like they go into a rival city, and this city is very, very uh, aggressive. They're throwing things at the bus, so on and so forth. It's, a, it's just a commercial. But what I want to draw your attention to is at the two 
minutes and three seconds, two minutes and four seconds mark, and then at roughly the ten, two minutes and ten seconds mark, you will see a hand gesture on either side of Colin Kaepernick. It's done by someone in the background. At the two minute and three seconds, two minutes, four seconds on the left side of Colin Kaepernick, you will see a hand symbol. It's called the Baphomet. Look that up. It's spelled B-A-P-H-O-M-E-T. Now understand something, folks. I am not saying that Colin Kaepernick is the one who on the inside and he knows what he's doing. I don't trust him or anyone in those given circles because I understand how that works. What I do want to bring to your attention is that that hand signal is thrown up on one side of Colin Kaepernick and then at the two minute, roughly 10 second mark, you'll see it again, a, a, a variation of it. You'll see it thrown up on the other side of Colin Kaepernick. Folks, that's if you look at and understand the purpose of that commercial, what it's like is he's in this very, very aggressive city. They're throwing garbage at, at the bus. They're peeing on the bus. They're yelling all type of profanity, so on and so forth. That hand signal, that's not the type of signal that would fit that type of commercial. Normally, you would put your thumbs down to a quarterback that comes to your city. That is a hand gesture. And it's letting you know that the powers that be, they're behind the scenes pulling the strings, whether Colin Kaepernick is on the, in on the know or whether he knows nothing at all. They're in and they're pulling the strings. And those strings will continue to be pulled, folks. Elishua Israel will be on this show hopefully later today. And he made a very prolific statement some time ago very long time ago, but what he said is that the one world government will never come into existence until they go through the United States. It has to pull down the United States because the United States represents in the eyes of the world freedom, justice, liberty, the ability to speak your mind, freedom of choice, your opinions can be voiced. Folks, it has to start at the very least right here in these United States. And so the only thing that I'm asking that you do is understand that Satan, if he is the one who's behind this, and I put forth that he is, he is going to work both sides, folks. He's going to work both sides of the fence. His objective is to get the world to worship him as opposed to the one true God, Y-H-W-H. Let me ask you this, and and, and I'm going to say this to you and Brother brother Elishu that's coming on as well. Because Satanism at the end of the day is going to be something that's violating Scripture. We don't know if Colin Kaepernick is a Satan worshiper or not, but I want to talk about... And what you're talking about is good, too. And I know somebody wrote that down, what you just said, because that was a mouthful. Keep going down that road. But what I'm saying is the brother didn't stand up. He wanted to bring attention to large police shooting young black men. I know about Satanism in sports. 
But if we just say, well, Colin Kaepernick is a Satan worshiper, and, and we just don't look at nothing he's doing, and, and this per- I guess what I'm saying is I'm highlighting something he did right. Now, I hope you're wrong, but I got a feeling. Matter of fact, I know you, John. Y'all just so y'all know, John has been on the show several times, and he don't miss fire. And I know what he's saying. He can go into a whole lot deeper because there are a whole lot of folks that really is in the Satan worship, and they have given their souls over to Satan and all that. But tonight I just want to focus on what Colin Kaepernick done good by kneeling and how he is about to lose millions of dollars. I mean, this dude, if he don't shut up and go and play for a team quickly, he ain't going to be able to get 30, 40 million. He easily can get. Remember, he went to the Super Bowl. So he gave a million to donation. They know that. They got it. That's, that's a fact. Colin Kaepernick gave a million to donations to, to, the, to the inner city. He traveled to Africa to find out who he is. And this is going a whole lot of stuff if he ain't real. Now, you did say you don't know if he is. You said that. You said, but around him is the Baphomet. You said that. I hope y'all heard that like I heard that. So he's not saying it. John is not saying that. But I guess before I start, Satanism is everywhere. And, it, and it's this it's for this country's foundation. So it is real. It's real. Yes, all you got to do is go on YouTube and just type in Boston and, and, and that sign, and you're going to get hundreds of videos, and the people ain't smoking, and it's real. But I guess what I'm trying to say is Colin Kaepernick stood up against some powerful people in the NFL, and he's about to go without a job. He's going to lose millions and millions of dollars. Now, that to me sounds like somebody doing the right thing. And what I don't want to do is penalize, demonize somebody that's doing the very, confronting the very giant I talked about earlier on the show, white supremacy. Now, I don't know if he worshiped Satan or did, or and you didn't say he did, so I can't say you said it. But, John, what I'm trying to do is, I'm trying to highlight this demon, this giant that is ruling in our minds and in and, and our it's not just a white or black thing. It's a philosophy believed by millions of people, and we're hurting each other because of it. Here's a black man that say, I'm going to stand up for these guys getting shot and get on one knee. And these white males, for the most part, full of the devil, is coming out with swords at him. And the last thing I'm going to do is pull a sword at him, too. So I want you to comment on what I just said, if you feel led to. It's up to you. I know you're going to speak your mind. But that's where I'm at. Who can slay this giant? Who can do war with this beast, as the book of Revelation say? I mean, we got 892 hate groups. And they are everywhere, John. These are white people that we know for the most part. But then we forget about the Johns and the Seths and the LSUs of the world, us that are out here fighting like you've been doing for years in your own way. Yes, you have. We forget about the white supremacy inside of us. We forget about, and I know we're the, I believe we're the sharper of our people as far as this kind of a thing. But I mean, some of us is doing self-destructive things to our own people in churches. 
I'm talking about black folks that's not out there doing stuff stupid in terms of staying on the street. I'm talking about so-called good black people, pastors and stuff. We are full of white supremacy slash black inferiority in our behavior. I want to know what you have to say to that before you run. You got to go, but I would love to know what you have to say to that, man, because we are killing our people slowly, and then some of us are killing our people, like in Chicago, fastly, still based on this black inferiority, white supremacy, which we call racism, inside of our own people. Can you address that, please? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. That was a very, very passionate uh, discourse right there, Brother Seth. So let me just confirm. You said it correctly. I did not say that Colin Kaepernick was a Satan worshiper, nor did I say that he he put up the the, the Baphomet or the Satan hand symbol. The symbol was in the background of him walking, let's say, towards the locker room, let's say, and it's it's being done by someone else in the crowd, as it were. But the symbol is not consistent with what someone would normally do, that symbol is normally giving someone props, as it were, or giving them big ups, as we call it, colloquially spoken. Okay. So it's it's not consistent. But as you stated, you said, hey, this guy here, this guy stood up. He's actually possibly going to lose millions of dollars, lose his job, and he stood up. And you, you, that was a very, very moving statement that you uh, just said. And all I'm trying to say is keep your eyes open. That's all. And the reason why I say that is because let's pretend, just come along with me in your imagination. If Colin Kaepernick, for whatever the reason, was actually a worshiper of Satan, would his actions be any different? I would say that they would not be any different if what you want in America is racial tension. When he takes that one knee, it looks like he's being the sacrificial lamb, and it causes discussion. It makes a white person, let's say, who served in the military, say, I fought for this flag, and I fought for this national anthem and you are disrespecting it. And then it makes the next person say, well, that's freedom of speech. He has a right to do that. Well, yeah, but he, he's a, a, a highly paid athlete. The least he can do is respect the flag that I don't get paid nowhere near the amount of. And so that contention begins to grow between people. Good and those discussions take place. Can I can I? Can I interject, and I'll look at the clock and try to make it less than 30 seconds? That's fine with me. Okay. If we went on that same premise and, like, well, anybody could be, then we wouldn't believe nobody. We wouldn't trust nobody. We wouldn't follow nobody. So all we can do is when we see an act that we know is bringing, he could be divisive. He could be starting something up. He could. But we've got to lift up any time somebody do something great until we see them do something crazy. Right now he's not done anything crazy. He's saying, Quit killing our people. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna salute the flag. Why are we saluting the flag in the first place? 
All these singing, all these songs, our, our national anthem, into a country that is just butchering us. Probably more of us just not salute, not sit, you know. So I applaud him. Now, he could be a Satanist worshiper, but I can't say that until I see him do something. There you go, there you go, John was right. But until then, we have to do everybody like that. Go ahead. Well, what do you think about Chris Jackson? Well, I'm not familiar with Chris Jackson. It's not ringing the bell who Chris Jackson. I didn't think that it would. How about Abdul Rauf? Don't know their name. They're one and the same. They're one and the same person. Uh, Chris Jackson, uh, he played in the NBA. He changed his name to Abdul Rauf. He would not stand up during the playing of the national anthem. However, he did not get nowhere near this degree of press, this degree of airtime. To me, any time I see somebody, was he a Super Bowl quarterback or was he top of his line? He 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 was the top. He was a top player, and um, he basically just was censured, cut from the team, and he disappeared, uh, so to speak, from. Um, and hold on a second, John. Just so you know, uh, I do see LSU. He's in the house. His, uh, his number. Just so you know, uh, LSU. I do see. You. I know you've been there for a minute. I just wanted uh, John to finish up. And so, just so you know, I do see you. We're coming to you right after this. Go ahead, John. What I'm saying is that he faded into obscurity, and so what we have with Colin Kaepernick is that he has yet to fade into obscurity. He his his name actually stays on the tongue of many persons. Sports analysts, NBC, ABC newscasters, even the discussion to come tonight. The reason why is because he has yet to fade into obscurity. What he is doing, even though this is a contemporary step that has taken place, and I'm fine with that, my question is why is he getting so much more press time as opposed to Chris Jackson, a.k.a. Abdul Raouf? Okay. They basically well, – well, let me just say this because I, you know, I, I, the brother, I don't want to be pissed when he gets on, on the line. He's been on for like oh, about ten minutes. But listen, let me just say this, John, and you can stay on the line. It don't make me no different. I'll leave your line open. I'll open both of y'all's line. I just want him to come on, so I won't be, you know. But let me just say this: what you're doing is kind of a disservice to you in a way, because we don't know if you are, or I should say, the listeners don't know if you're telling the truth or not. Now, if a black man goes out and does something, so-called black man goes out and does something to stand up against white supremacy, again, we said talking about Charlottesville, the alt-right, 882 groups, 892 groups, hate groups. We said talking about that, folks. All this tie-in. If if what you're saying is true, because he's not popular, you think something is up, we can do that with every single person that have ever done something great for black people. We can say, well, you know, Garvey, why was he so popular? Everybody would listen to him. But yet you got this black man, here's his pastor. He knew more than Garvey. So you got to be careful. Garvey was working with white men. And let me tell you why I say that. In Cincinnati, and if you listen from Cincinnati, please forgive me, but y'all know it's the truth. Every time we would go on these marches, John, we would hear, I always hear this one lady, she would always say, so-and-so is paid. He bought for, he paid, he, got, he just got a new, a loan. I saw him building a, a brand new siding on this house, and he don't work. He being paid by the white man. So we would, discon- not me, but they would discon- dis-socialize with that person. This person here, she must have said about 15 or 16 people when they in our group was bought. She kept saying they was bought. They paid for it. 
you know, that's just how we do. The Bible says that Israel, that's one of the characteristics of being an Israelite. You will be constantly saying there's a lion. You know, you, there's a lion. You, you know, you be, you be, you be shaking at a leaf is what it says. You be shaking. That's the scripture I misquoted. It says you, there, you will shake at a leaf. In other words, there ain't nothing going on. You scared. And that's what we, we do. This I think what you're doing has some merit because, and y'all listeners, you just got to trust me on this. This brother here, if he had more time, can tell you, go here, look at that, and he's going to show you presidents shaking hands with an Illuminati sign. He's going to show you garbage. He's going to show you all types of people. We've had these conversations. He's not whistling Dixie. But I guess what I'm saying to him and everybody else is this. When we see a Colin Kaepernick do something right, until we find out he's doing something really crazy and we got him on video saying, I worship you, Satan, or something, we need to just highlight and encourage others to do what he is doing. Get on one knee. Don't salute this crazy flag if it, if the nation it, that the flag represents is calling you and mistreating you and killing your people and all you ever know is heartache. Or if you do want to salute the flag, salute the flag, but fight it, fight in another way. But that it fight. Don't just sit around and just. That's what I like about this young man. But is John right? Only the father knows. Let Wouldn't me it be a tragedy if he is? That'll be fine. It's important that you all understand at the outset that I stated plainly to be aware, to watch. I've been nothing more than stating these are the things that you want to keep your eyes open for. I stated plainly that I did not say that Colin Kaepernick was a state director. For yeah, yeah. I did not. I did not say that he threw up the actual Baphomet sign. I was yeah, saying, yeah. look at the commercial. Be aware of what's going on in the background. Understand that the persons who pull the strings are continuing to pull the strings, whether he is in it or not. And so, keep in mind, if you are a Colin Kaepernick fan or you would like to support him, or, I'm saying, do what you do, but be aware. Be be. <sighs> Be be such that you understand that as as you stated out of your own words, uh, Seth. Who can make war with the beast? I can tell you right now, no one can except the Messiah. Your efforts will be futile, and they will be overcome by the beast. It says it right there in Revelation that the beast will make war with the remnant of the seed, and it will wear out the saints. So for you to think that you're actually going to, out of your own will, do something that's going to overcome that particular giant during the, this particular time, it's futile. The let me say this before you before you run. Again, you don't have to run. You can stay on the line. I just leave you alone. Oh, we just got to let Brother Alshua do his thing while we just sit back and listen. And, and then, then we can come back on after a while. And folks, those of you that clicked on this show by listening on the link, you clicked on the link, you didn't call the number, you need to call that number now. Or you will not be able to listen to the show until after it's over with in the archives. Again, the number is 914-205-5590. 914 Five five nine. Real quick, brother, uh, uh, and then we're gonna take a short little break, and we'll come on with the other show. Cause he got the rest of the show, the flow, the rest of the show. I'm done. I'm done. So let me just say this to you before you go. 
You didn't say, you're right, everything you just said, you never accused him of being a Satan worshiper. You just said this is some weird things that's happening around him in this commercial. But I guess what I'm saying is this. I'm trying to highlight the good that he did. And you're saying, hey, here's some things that's happening around him. That, And what most people would get from this that are really on and really listening to what you're saying, it would cast doubt over what he is doing. And he have not done anything yet. You can do that to anybody. You can say, well, I know Marlon King did some good things, but uh, I want y'all to remember, when Marlon was up, y'all noticed some same words that they always said in the back of him. Just remember that. If you say that, people are going to be looking at Marlon the suspect, even though he didn't do nothing. So if we don't have nothing on Calvin Kaepernick. I just think, this is just me talking, you know, we keep it real, you and I. I just think it's, you still can do what you did, still come on and do exactly, because what? If you're right, and really there was some Satan worshipers on that video, again, until he do it, they was just on there. If Satan worshipers on my job, does that mean I'm not valid because they're on my job? I just don't want us to, the few people, we ain't got but a few, John, that stands up to, these, to, this, to this beast white supremacy slash black inferiority. I don't want to cast doubt around them until we got them red-handed. Otherwise, we won't trust nobody, and that's where a lot of people are at. You know, if you stay on the line and keep listening, you watch them, get some calls in. People don't trust nobody. And you can't build nothing without nobody trusting nobody. Somebody got to be worthy to work with to some degree. So that's all I'm saying. You know, I hear what you're saying. I hope everybody understands what I'm trying to say here. You need to say what you said. In other words, you said, don't get too caught up on calling. Be be careful. You said it. You say, I'm just telling you all to be careful. He right. He right. What if I'm blowing this man up and he, which he didn't say, but what if he is crooked? But all I'm saying is we won't trust nobody then. We could do everybody like that. So, John, if you don't mind listening, I'm going to take a little short break. I wish you don't hang up and don't go nowhere because I know you got just as stuff as strong as what you just said even more. I just want to keep it balanced as a moderator. Hopefully I'm not talking too much. I just want everybody to hear what you're saying. Watch all these people carefully because we all, you know, we're in Babylon and we could be definitely on Satan's turf. So you cool with a break right now? I'm with that. All right. Folks, we'll be right back with John and Ella Shure. It's coming your way shortly. Again, we're dealing with the Charlottesville alt-right as well as uh, over 892 hate groups. My goodness. And then we're talking about Colin Kaepernick. We'll be right back, folks. Y'all like this coming your way.
to uh, shorten what he was saying, but at the same time, I want to bring some balance to what he was saying, so it just kept us going back and forth. So anyway, uh, Brother John, your line is also now is open as well. Ellis, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys doing this evening? Uh, doing okay. Again, I do apologize. I really was trying to bring you on, but I couldn't. He needed to say all of that, but hopefully you can. Can you stay? How long? How much, how much can you stay tonight? I know you said you was doing some other things at the same time. Uh, I got about another 45 minutes here. Uh, definitely. Well, go ahead, everybody. Know, first of all, who you are, and real briefly, and just uh, jump right in again. You know the topic. Okay. Um, for those who haven't heard of me, my name is Gary Elson, minister, uh, graduated from ORU, uh, have been dealing in the avenues and the areas of interest that you all have been discussing for about 20 years now. Um <clears throat> And if anyone wants to contact me, they can contact me on Facebook at Elishua Israel Ellison. Um, or either also, if you're wanting to um, archive any of the teachings that I've done, you can contact find that at Blog Talk under Israel Now. Um, very good friend of Seth. We've been knowing each other for about 30 years. Um, John Clark and I attended Oral Roberts University School University together. Uh, we met there and became the best of us. Uh, we are definitely what you would call a, there's a friend who's thinking closer than a brother. That is John Clark, um, and Seth, for that matter. Um, on the issue just discussed, I'll get right to it for the sake of time. Um, two things I want, wanted to say right off as I was listening to you all's discussion. Uh, two verses that scriptures came to mind. One is, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And two, where there is no vision, the people perish. Destruction and perishing are two different things. One can happen immediately, urgency. The other sometimes can be prolonged. Um, the issue of vision is that we are caught in a twist because we are people who have a divine inheritance. And with that divine inheritance came a great deal of responsibility. We relaxed and shacked on that responsibility where we disobeyed the Most High. And we are in the position that we're in because of simply put no other means but judgment. But however, that time of judgment has expired. And if we go to the scriptures for our answers and not look at the the uh, many pundits that fill our airways with all the many different opinions on things and many basically having a lot of opinions and pontificating about nothing when it comes down to it because they don't have answers. And John Clark brought to bear a very, very important point for this discussion and any discussion on these subjects hereafter. And that is this. What are you going to do? What's the, up, what's the objective? What's the aim? And as a man who's been 50, 55 years of age, and Seth is probably a few months older than me, uh, we happen to have, how can I say it, the clarity of living at the post of civil rights movement and come into an age of the era of the black power movement, and now we're in an age to where there is absolutely no movement. Our movement is, our progression is backwards and not forwards. And that comes to the other scripture, which says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. As you all were speaking, the first thing, one of the things came to me is that the Bible says that Satan is the author of confusion. Now, um, I'm going to say something, and I hope that we find the thoughts here so you all can understand so there'll be no misunderstanding what I'm saying. Is that the thing that John put forth to you all in saying that you have to be watchful 
It's very, very important. My favorite movie right now is a movie called Get Out. The theme song to the movie begins with Stay Woke. Stay Woke. Now, Seth asked me to come on the show to give information regarding the author right because I have been researching them for a minute now. But as I was sitting down thinking about it, I thought about this. It is a shame. It is an absolute disgrace that the events that took place this past weekend, that most people think that they occur in a vacuum when they don't understand that, simply put, many of us voted in what we just experienced. And here is the shame about that, because we live in the age of technology. We live in the day of age where information is abroad and knowledge runs to and forth throughout the earth. But yet 80% of the, of the people, because remember, we are to elect our president based upon an informed election, not just people who are voting, but an informed people. And it is a shame that when you consider, and I'm going to run down some facts, these are not assumptions. These are not suspicions. These are facts. The fact is Donald Trump's father was a member, a high-ranking official of the Ku Klux Klan, as was his grandfather. Donald Trump's mother was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. One day I asked my children, my sons, who are 25, uh, 22, and my daughter is 23, and I asked them, why are you all so pro-black? Why are you all so oriented towards the fact that you understand that the Bible is a black book. And their response to me was simply put, you, we grew up under it. We were influenced by it and impacted by it every single day of our life. So my question is, if Donald Trump was reared by a mother and father who was a white supremacist, father being a high-ranking official in the Ku Klux Klan, as was his grandfather, he elected man to be the, his chief strategist, who was the chief, um, as you would say, architect of a far-right white supremacist organization called Birdrot. Okay, he has about four people who is on his staff who is a part of his administration who have all direct ties and connections to the alt-right. Now, let's not be confused of what the alt-right is. Seth has already clarified that issue. They are the white supremacists of today. See, what has happened is that pages are being turned while we're asleep. And as most people know, I believe that the church, the church, the pillar and ground of truth, the bride of Christ is the most powerful entity on planet Earth. However, she is a sleeping giant. She is sound asleep. Because here's it, I say it where there is no vision, the people perish. And the people who are provide vision, the people who are supposed to be providing that vision, are not providing that vision. Now, John, here's the goal. We, when, the whole, when, when Donald Trump was elected on the day of this inauguration, I had a dream. And I had a dream, and in the dream, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he said, Germany, 1930, go research it. I researched it. <laughs> Once I researched it, the next thing I did is I began to research Donald Trump and began to research his political associates. Well, the measures that Donald Trump has taken, even before he elected, he began to take measures to bring and to introduce as to where we're headed a fascist-type government. For those people who don't know what fascism is, that is basically where you have a dictatorial government where they take control of many entities of the state and that literally the, the citizens live under a police state. 
That means simply put, we have curfews and many other things that are all a part of that as being fascism. Now, that's what Germany was. But Germany was not that before Hitler came into, came into power. But that the same measures that Hitler's administration took place to suddenly bring the people into a fascist-type government are the same measures that are taking place under the Donald Trump administration. Now, on the other end of the thing, which goes back to what John said in regard to what I said about probably 20 years ago, we were at ORU, and we were all together, everybody who's on the phone right now, and we were studying the book of Revelation, specifically the 17th and 8th chapter, 18th chapter, where it speaks in regards to Mystery Babylon, Babylon the Great, the mother of all harlots. And true enough, I came to the conclusion, because I am a student of political science, that was one of my minors in college, and I understood that if there ever was to be the imposition of a new world government, then the United States must diminish in political power. It can no longer be a geopolitical stronghold in the world if they are to impose a new world government. Now, the question is, who's going to win out? I already know the answer because the Bible has provided. It says, who can make war with this beast? No one can. No one can. And so the simple fact of the matter is that we're having these discussions, but we don't have an end game as to where we're going to because the end game seems too suspendous and too ridiculous for us to conceive that is a reality, and that's because we don't know who we are. And if we do know who we are, do we believe what the Bible says in regards to what we are people and what we're to do in these last and evil days? Because if you don't think it's the last days, you're really asleep. Now, the question is, uh, I go back to the conversation that Seth and John were having in regards to the issue of Colin Kaepernick. I can't speak in regards to Colin Kaepernick because I haven't seen anything, but I can definitely understand the dynamics of what John was talking about because many things right now that are coming to, forth, to the forefront, many people in the past have thought those were just conspiracy theories. But now that we have the Internet and people have YouTube and we have access to this information, we're coming to find out something Seth said to me a long time ago. I've never forgot it, and that is that the truth is often stranger than fiction. And the reality is, is that Black Lives Matter, for all intents and purposes, when you realize who started Black Lives Matter, Berensky, I can't pronounce the name correctly, but he is a globalist. The whole objective for that is to create an environment that will usher America into the new world order. Well, John was very clear in that he articulated the attributes of what we would call a free world democratic republic that we live in. All those things must be wiped out in order for there to be a new world order because a new world order is about control of the people in the hands of a few. So how does that happen? How do you diminish a nation that's built upon freedom, freedom of speech, the the, uh, freedom of the press? How do you diminish that? How do you destroy that? Simply put, you do it through domestic unrest, which requires what? A fascist-type government to come to bear power upon the people to keep the people in control. Well, in order to create that domestic unrest, what you do is you incite things within the culture that cause conflict. That's why I said Satan is the author of all author of confusion. Now, and let's go back and let's look at history and see that's, that's that's pretty good, man. Doing, Alice, I'm sorry. That's pretty good. That was pretty yeah, good that you laid that out. It, it does yeah, make you really, really look at what John was saying. 
Go ahead. Right. Right. And, and, and let's go back and let's look at um, – I got kind of lost my plain thought right there. But it said the author's confusion. So here's the issue. Let's go and see what is the objective of what's taking place. The objective of what's taking place is to cause civil unrest. And as I said, Black Lives Matter, for all intents and purposes, is a white supremacist organization because it was started by a white supremacist globalist. There's a distinction between just the white supremacist, which Donald Trump and the alt-right is, and then you have globalists like Berensky, Berensky, the guy who started and funded Black Lives Movement and, who also, and who's also a chief supporter of Hillary Clinton. Because that's what the conflict that you have during the previous election. You had a conflict between either a nationalist who is inevitable to bring the country to a place of fascism, if at all possible, or a globalist. So in other words, you had two evils, and neither one of them were right, because we as a people have lost the fundamental understanding of what a democratic government, based upon a document called the Declaration of Independence, which says that when a government becomes, to the point oppresses and begins to curtail the freedoms and the rights of the people, it is within the duty, now more say it is the responsibility of the people to take up arms and overthrow their government. So what they've done is through legislation, they have, in a sense, decimated all means in order to achieve that end. That's why now if you protest, you literally have to have a right and have license and certification to be able to protest. Uh, that goes against the whole objective of what a protest is. So the issue is, question, when we get back to the Donald Trump administration, people, we're living in some serious hectic times. And the fact of the matter is, again, I go back to the fact that 80% of Christians who voted, here it is, and I'm actually giving you a low end because the actual rate, is, the actual percentage is 90%. But I always like to be on this so I don't be exaggerating in any form of matter, especially when I'm repeating statistical information from a different source. 80% of Christians voted for Donald Trump. 80% of Christians voted for Donald Trump after they knew very well what Donald Trump stood for. There is nothing about the attributes of Donald Trump that signify a believer, that signify he is a Christian or that he is even righteous. There's nothing about his attributes that signify he is a good businessman because he has been living his life off of interest and off of basically government funding. He is one of the greatest welfare recipients within the history of the United States of America. But again, we saw the internet through ignorance. So the point that John lies in is that people, if you don't wake up and start being spiritual and understanding that we are citizens of the kingdom, and that our kingdom, and that in opposition with the kingdom, current kingdom that we reside in, the fact is, is that we're going to be confused as to what side do we take. Because we have Christians who back Donald Trump. We have Christians now, who back that something. administration. Yes, let, me, let me ask you something. I know you're going 100 miles an hour, but i gotta, I got to say this because, again, people Please do. Please the do. word Charlottesville, the alt-right, and so you, you just stay right there where you're at. Now... Earlier I talked about how racism is a philosophy. The alt-right is nothing more than a bunch of white males that believe that they are superior, niggas is our problem, they're raping our women, they're criminals, they they don't raise their children. A bunch of lies, but that also have some truth to it. 
all these people out here is not crazy. All these people out here is not is not um, just don't make no sense. They're gonna bring up stats like I mentioned this name earlier, a guy by the name of Jerry Taylor. These these people are quoting stats just like you quoting stats. And there's a lot of whites I know that's gonna listen to this show because I have a lot of white people that listen. And a lot of whites is not being honest. Ella Shore, Gary, aka Gary, they're not being honest. They really feel what the alt-right feels. They just don't like them, how they're out there fighting. But there's a lot of people out there, and this is going to blow you away. It ain't going to blow you or John away, but it's going to blow most listeners away when I say this. But I keep saying this, and I said it for the half part of the show, because you couldn't be on the first part, so I already nailed this down. Ella Shua, Brother John, we feel the same way, some of us. Maybe not us three. But there's a lot of us feel like we are criminals. I want to live around a lot of black people. One person told me Atlanta's too black. We do feel like our history is not as good as theirs. We just get mad when you talk about it. Some of us hate white people. Some of us frustrate white people. And when you get to the bottom of it, it's because we feel like they're superior. I'm not talking about either one of your brothers, but there are some people that actually mm-hmm. hate, frustrate whites. And, and just because you don't want to hang around white people, don't mean you ain't a white supremacist slash black inferiority. Just because you don't go around them, it don't mean you're not a white supremacist. You can be a white supremacist long distance. You can be a white supremacist in Australia. You can be a white supremacist in Ireland. You can be anywhere. You can be in the middle of the ocean. All you got to do is ascribe and believe what you are hearing and seeing, the lies. So I'm saying this to you, question to you, and I wish you could have been on the whole thing, but you've got serious things you have to do, but I just want you to get a benefit of your gift. Address the philosophy the lie, the lies. Because I'm telling you, we can have a show, we can go out there, and people still believe the same lies. Are we inferior? And, 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 and I love what you said earlier, if you don't know who we are. So I'm going to let you roll with it, because you really was doing good. I don't want to get you, I don't even know if I want to ask you that, because you was doing so good on what you was already saying. So just be led. But I have to throw it out there, because I don't want to paint this show as white people out of control misbehaving. It's white supremacy. I see it all throughout black people. Real quick, and I'm going to wrap the show up. And if somebody listens to my job, fine. Y'all know this is the truth. But I work with someone <laughs> that is so much a white supremacist. It's amazing. I can be talking to a white person. And when I touch on certain things like our history, this person will interrupt me, this black person, to, and just frowning and looking, I'm like, what, what, what's going on? Took me a long time. You don't need white people to be racist. <laughs> it's us, especially when we're not one, educated. There's, there's, there's one, there's one word that describes that, and it's not very flattering, but at this point in time, I think that we're in dire straits and that situation has become is about to become drastic, and that is this: the only word that describes that is ignorance. There you go. It's ignorance. And some people just feel like it is within their best interest to stay ignorant because a lot of black people, just like white people, they benefit from a thing called white privilege. White supremacy is a social-political ideology just like democracy. 
and it has within it a culture, just like the democracy of the United States of America. In this republic, we have a particular thing we call pop culture. And the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of people are not aware of it because they don't want to be aware of it. There's a thing, a term that old folks used to use called blessed ignorance. So, therefore, if I'm ignorant to the fact and I don't acknowledge it, then I can live within this matrix, this blessed state, me, myself, and I. To Now, if we're going to use Colin Kaepernick or use what he does as a stand, let's take that into consideration. Very few people would, t- would, would, would take that kind of stand because of the simple fact it's not self-serving. And we live in a country in whom some of its basic attributes and values is based upon the pursuit of happiness, and when we get down to it, is that most of our values are very self-serving. That's why come we hold to an economic philosophy of capitalism, because capitalism, for the most part, has very few regulations, and that means that, simply put, I can manipulate and exploit you to, to, in order for me to get gain, because the objective is not how I can better improve your life or better improve society and the culture I live in, but it's to make my pocket fat. And that's why I come even we don't have no sacrificial type of uh, um, activism upon uh, many of our stars and athletes, even though they are very, very well paid, because they're in it for self. And when we deal with those kind of issues, then we have to deal with the biblical principles to understand that this is the reality that we have to confront with the truth of the Bible. We can't confront it with truth from a political spectrum. We can't come from a worldly spectrum. We can't come from psychology. We have to deal with it from the Bible. When we talk about the beast, well, uh, uh, white supremacy is a social political ideology that is only basically a measurement of what the beast represents. And as John alluded to in the script, is very emphatic and says, simply put, who can make war against the beast? So uh, before I leave, if you were to, somebody was to ask me, what is your solution for the issue that we are confronting, Brother Yeshua? Elder Yeshua, what is the issue that we, how do you confront this? How do we deal with this? Well, like you said, we take a stand wherever it's feasible, but we have to do that with wisdom because, like, like John said, there have been protests all around this country within the last two years. Well, most of those, those protests have at some point in time uh, come to a place of violence. But that violence was not instigated by the protesters. It was instigated by outside agents who were paid to come in and cause confusion and conflict. A great point and example in history is in 1963, there was a leader in Iraq, I mean in Iran, by the name of Mohammed Masadi. He was a democratically elected prime minister of Iran. Well, when he became elected prime minister, the first thing he did, he took the oil reserves of Iran and put them back in the people's hands because heretofore to that point is that the British, they're the ones who were drilling for oil. They were the ones who were getting all the benefits and the profits from the oil, while the workers and the laborers who were from Iran were living like peasants. But when he took it back, the fact of the matter is that now that oil is going to cost America a greater price. So America intervened, and through the CIA sent a, sent a group of men with untold amount of dollars to go to Iran and to cause subversive activity to cause a conflict and an uprising in the nation. They literally hired people to instigate riots. Now, this is documented history. This is what the CIA did in 1953. 
Now, believe me, they have stepped up their game. And they have agents in basically every organization and institution because the objective actually goes beyond race. Race is actually a convenient tool that they can utilize to exploit the distances. But it goes beyond that. They want to overthrow this government and not overthrow the government. They want to bring this government into a fascist-type government. And the measures that John said, these are entities. Like, here's a good example. Black Lives Matter, as I said, started by a globalist. Beyonce and Jay-Z gave a million dollars to Black Lives Matter. Now, we have to question that because here with this, John, is really on point because anybody who, who studies any research on Jay-Z specifically, not so much Beyonce, yeah, hold, on, hold, on. Too. hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know if you're moving around, but I hear a little noise. Oh, okay, okay, it's sure. I'm outside. I'm outside. When you play it back, it's, it's be louder whenever you play the patrol back. But go ahead. Okay, I'll be still because I'm walking. And, and let me just say, uh, to, to, uh, uh, John, your, your, your line is still up. I don't think he probably knew that, but your line is definitely up. You can jump at any time. We want to wrap this show up, y'all, no later than about another 10 minutes. So just know that. Again, brother, I know you have to be late, and it's, but, but we got to wrap this show up. So uh, finish what you're saying. You're going good. I can't, I can't add or take away nothing you're saying. Go ahead. Yeah, and I would just, I would just say that that what that literally as I said about Jay Z and Beyonce, they they donated a million dollars to Black Lives Matter, but the fact of the matter is is that they work for an organization that is counterproductive to the social welfare of citizens in the United States. That's called the Illuminati. Let me say A lot of people when I just say the Illuminati. Let me say something. Give me thirty okay, seconds. Go ahead, I gotta go ahead, say this. Go ahead. Because I know you got a lot to say, but we just probably have to just, you know, again, you, uh, but but real quick, I'm I'm trying to listen as a third party and say, how would I feel about what's being said? It sounds like, I'm just being honest, if Black Lives Matter, if I walk up to the average person and say, what's Black Lives Matter? They say, that's the only way they be standing up against racism. I mean, even if it was funded, John was telling me, I think he was John. John, yeah, was John was telling me that he was trying to go to this Black Lives Matter movement one time in another state, and and even whites was going from their job. Let's just say if it is the devil for 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 a minute. If you got whites, as John was saying, going to the rally, he said he didn't want to go because he had some deeper reasons, but. I'm just saying, if you got folk from the job saying, well, let's go, and they're going, when white people show up because of the lie, people take them more serious. Why not? Sometimes the the father used the devil meant for one thing, but Black Lives Matter have brought a lot of attention to black men dying. Even if it's funded by Satan himself, he just overplayed his hand. I'm sorry. I don't no, 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 because you know, that you understand, they don't play their hand, because here's the thing, here's the thing, the question becomes this, we live in a culture where people have become numb, the fact that black men and black women and black children lose their lives at the hand of police officers is not a new occurrence. It's now all of a sudden through the, through the aid of cell phones now being publicized through the media. But it is a thing that has been happening. As a matter of fact, Kevin, please forgive me, Holy. If we go back to the origin of why there are police patrolmen on the streets of the United States of America, then we understand completely they're only doing their job. The thing is this. 
we are living in a time where things are happening at warp speed, where you have political developments, racial developments that are happening at warp speed. And the people who God has placed in the earth to be even a resistance against evil have fallen asleep. And it goes back to my point because what we're doing in our churches and what we do in our organizations for the most part, even when people join fraternities and they join uh, secret societies like Masons or whatever, they do it for self-motivating reasons, self-serving reasons. So unless you have a a group of people who are now concerned about what is going to be the status of the state of the next generation, people are not going to come up and then all of a sudden become active. The only way we're going to become active and standing against the beast by even protesting against the beast is we catch hell. Because I take you back, and I'll end this with my my part with this. People, I take you back about 3,500 years ago in a place called Egypt. Now, it says that there rose up a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph. And it says that he began to oppress the people. Why did he oppress the people? He said, because they are multiplied in number. Unless they join forces with our enemy and come against us, let us heavily oppress them. That is the state that we live in. The reason why come we're in this state of emergency where race issues are concerned is because of white men who founded this nation on an Illuminati experience, founded it for the sole purpose of the ruling governorship of white men. White men are now becoming a minority in America, so therefore they are desperate. They're fighting for something that they feel like they've invested over 270 years in, and now it's going to be given to the people of power of the very people whom we brought over here to serve us. Our servants are now about to become our leaders. So they're in a mode of desperation, and they're taking whatever means. It is ironic to me, and it's hilarious, but it is sad that the United States of America just consciously, willfully, knowingly, about eight months ago, elected a full-fledged Ku Klux Klan member and put him in the seat of presidency in the White House. And then when situations happen in Charlotte, we wonder why. Wake up, people. Wake up. Get in the Word. Start praying. Seek in the face of God. Turn the TV off and turn the Holy Ghost on because we're living in dire times, and it's going to get rough. And the fact is is that whose side are you going to be standing on at the end of the day? Are you going to be fighting to preserve something that God has already determined that he is going to destroy? Or are you going to be fighting and willing participants and actors as citizens of the kingdom of God, opposing the gates of hell. Wow. Now that right there was good. And I do mean that. And I hope y'all heard that when he said wake up. I don't want you to go just yet, though. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm, I want to just take a little short break, and just a little short break, and uh, it's be about four minutes, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to let you do the final words, you and John. I want to know y'all final words, and then we'll wrap up the show. I think I'm just going to just, just go in a little late tonight. I just need to make a phone call. That's all there is to it. It's no big deal. <laughs> Everybody know I do shows on Tuesday. But listen, David Chappelle, real quick, and uh, I want y'all to tell me what y'all think about this this nut. Yeah, he's not a nut, but he's, he's, he is talking about um, uh, um Racism, same thing we're talking about, but in another his own way. I just want to play this clip in uh, 
you'll see why I picked this. I'll let you know what y'all think on this, and then when we come back, we're going to get y'all's final words, and we'll wrap this show. It'll be closing out in about, and eh, no more than about another 10 minutes. All right? Y'all cool with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. We'll be right back, folks. This is my grandma, my grandmother used to sing that when she cleaning up. That's a Negro spiritual. Black work song. Not everybody know about that. I know. See, white people, you guys might whistle when you work. <laughs> you dig? But that's how you can tell what kind of work we're actually doing. kind of shit. I do. Anything that has to do with race. I read a little here, see a little there, and I travel. That's always good. Uh, traveling has made me a, a racism connoisseur, if you will. You know, it's different from region to region. Anyone ever been down south? So you guys know what I'm talking about. Now, the racism down there is just fucking Due to a perfection. It's comfortable, it's out in the open. There are no secrets in Mississippi. Everybody knows the deal. Morning, nigger. Morning, sir. Not up here. You hit the big cities, man. It's different. It's always a secret. And we should do like them. We should keep our shit out in the open. Bend a little. I mean, with limits. You don't want to say whatever comes to your mind. That might be a little much. White dude be walking down the street, minding his business. And brother walk up to him. Hello. You white oppressor. You slave master rapist of Africa. <gasps> Why, hello, my thick lip spear-chucking friend. Touche, hunky. So, Whitey, what did you do today, huh? Oppress a new land and make the people there Christians against their will? <laughs> what did you do, fella? Burn those big black lips on a crack pipe as you miss your job interview? <laughs> Easy, Whitey, you're cutting deep. Now this chit-chat has got me thirsty. You will excuse me for a moment. I'm going to go to the Korean store and get something to drink. <laughs> Chingling. Hello. You slanted-eyed, ruined the economy in our neighborhood by opening stores and taking the money out the community. Chink. 
Well, <laughs> good afternoon, you browse around but never buy anything, suspicious looking nigger. After a while, that might be too much. You can't help it. If you're an American, you're a racist. We brought up from the beginning to think in generalizations. We never look at the individual. We rarely look at the individual. I'm a racist. I know I'm a racist. You know how I know? The other day I caught myself being racist against myself. There's so much shit getting on, I got mixed up. Forgot whose team I was on and shit. One time I was reading the paper, man, this story came on about the, uh, this guy was suing a department store because they wouldn't let him play Santa Claus, you know, because he's black. And I was actually, like, relieved when the department store beat him. That's bad. But I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for the idea of a black Santa Claus. Man, that shit would suck. So we wouldn't get our presents to the 28th, 29th. And I'm going to tell you this, LSU kind of hit it. I hit it earlier, harder. 
If you don't know we Israel, you're just looking at us on the surface, we do look like niggas. White supremacists are 100% bona fide right. And look like we was made to serve them if you don't know we Israel. And this is what birthed the alt-right. This is what birthed what black folks screwed up in the head, or I shouldn't say because of a bad word, um, that's white supremacists and thinking. It ain't going nowhere, family, friends. It ain't going nowhere until we deal with who we are as a people. That's why I love the Africans and the other non-whites coming here doing great things. Because if it wasn't for other Africans coming here and Indians and coming doing all these great things and showing up, showing these white people we just as intelligent as this, we would be in trouble. So they know we are somebody based upon our neighbors, so to speak, or those that look like us doing the same things. And now it won't stick to it. Won't it's not sticking as solid as it was before. All these people came in here because we was just serving these white folks and weren't able to come up, as the scriptures say, because the Father said Israel would not be able to rise as a nation. Why? Because we belong to him. We're his firstborn. We gave religion. We, we, we showed the world a more perfect, perfect way to walk with the Father. It all started with Israel. Oh, it, was, oh, it started before Israel, actually, but I'm just saying, when, when Israel came on the scene, God had his people. He did things for that people, according to Amos 3 and 2. So, John, why don't you go ahead and have last words. LSU, you follow behind him and try to make it in less than two minutes. We're going to wrap this show up because I'm going to be in trouble. Um, I really have no last word aside from what I stated with the first word, which was be aware. Do not take things at face value. A fish thinks that a lure is another fish, and that's the reason why they get caught. It's a deception. If the fish looked like a, a lure instead of another fish, then the other fish would not attempt to eat it. Uh, if a bear saw a bear trap in the middle of the forest, he would not go and just stand in it. It needs to be covered up with leaves and look like its natural surroundings. That's the deception. That's what makes it look like what's supposed to be there, but not what's really there, which is a trap. I'll leave it with that. Good point. That was good. Ella Shure? I think I will go in concert with what John said and say this is that the Bible says, out of the words of the Messiah, many call him Jesus, I call him Yahweh Shah. We're speaking about the same people we're talking about, the one that's written up in the Bible. And he simply said that in the last days there would be a great thing of deception. Um, fact of the matter is, is that what we're witnessing today is the unfolding of Bible prophecy. So we need to know what's going on. All we need to do is get in the book. But the fact of the matter is that we as a people, the scripture is clear. It says that we're going to be hated of all nations because of who we are. And until we realize who we are and then begin to live our life based upon the dictates of the scripture in regard to who we are, we're going to be confused. And the word confusion and deception are the key words of the day because I'll leave you with the last words of the Messiah. With, 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 I'll leave you with the words of the Messiah. He said this. He said that he was going to shorten those days and he was going to do it because of the very elect faith. He said, because if those days if those days were not shortened, even the very elect would be deceived. 
people, you may think that we're crazy or we're conspiracy theorists, but in actuality, we're like the tribe of Issachar. It says that they knew the time, they knew the season, and they knew what Israel ought to do. We are Israel. And the fact of the matter is, is that there are many of us who are now waking up to who we are. We're opening our eyes. We're seeing what's really going on in this world. We're not living in the American dream because we realize that for most poor people, it is a nightmare. And the reality is, is that people, all I can say to you is open your eyes, seek the Father, because we're coming upon a time that, as the Scripture says, that if we're possible, even the very elect of God, will be deceived. And that's the catchphrase, deception. Wow. Well, listen, I want to thank you, brothers, for coming on the show. I mean, and I'm going to say this to you, John, and you, Elishua, both of y'all. Don't underestimate what you you said today. People heard you. They're listening. They heard you. They heard how you put it. And they're going to go, those with ears to hear, and they're going to be blessed by it. I'm going to go ahead and meet y'all lines. I'm going to thank y'all again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate everything. Thank you. Shalom. All right. Well, that was Brother John, uh, as well as Ella Shure, a.k.a. Gary Ellison, tuning in, chiming in, contributing, and I appreciate that. <sighs> Folks, I do want to get into the details of the Charlotte uh, the horrors and how many, you know, we talked about the three dead and all that. But the bottom line is that mentality that a group of people had is some, it's not that foreign. It's not foreign at all. All of us have pieces of that sympathizing with them. And some of us, it's one reason we hate them so, because we know some of what they're saying, we believe. It's just we don't want it out there. A lot of, of us just don't want it out there. A lot of whites believe like them. They just don't want them out there saying it. You know, don't hurt black people feel about telling them that. But, but yeah, I believe there's something wrong with them. Yeah, And a lot of blacks feel the same way. They just don't like them mistreating us and, and out there calling us names. But I promise you, after you hear this show, you'll dig a little deeper. And you might not agree with this tonight. It may take a while, but you'll see. That philosophy is not foreign to all of us. We are white supremacists, and we have to be delivered from this idolatry because to Christ, if, we, if we're believers in, in Christ, it's idolatry. It's against his word, and he wants all of us. He, he wants all of our spirit, soul, mind, and body. He don't want a part of us ascribing to this, this enemy of the kingdom of, of the Father on the earth. Believers are in the bed with this humanism. This is idolatry, and it's destroying whites, so-called blacks. And again, tonight I use the term white and black a lot, a lot, but remember, no such thing. Go back and research the whole history of uh, Bacon's Rebellion and how it was invented and why it was invented. This new class called black, so whites will feel appeased that they have something more than the next guy, which is the niggers, uh, which later came to call them niggers. So that's what's going on in church Shame on you for not teaching this. Those of you pastors and leaders out there that, I don't want to touch this. It's going to be divisive. Well, if the truth divide us, what held us together in the first place? Love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night.